Sports I told you long ago, on the road, I got what they waiting for. I don't run from nothing, dog. Get your soul, just tell them why I'm laying low. You was never really rooting for me anyway. When I'm back up top, I want to hear you say, He don't run from nothing, dog. Get your soul, just tell them that the break is over. Hell yeah! All right. Yeah, you must be yelling too loud. I can't. None of that's getting Welcome. through my headphones. Uh, it'll work. Don't worry. It's I all got gravy. It. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. Ay, 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 hello, everybody. Um, hello. Hello, exactly. Um, what what the fuck was that you just sang me? Uh, Dat Young, Lil Nas, Jackie Harles. Uh, that makes sense. I actually didn't hear it yet. Uh, I should have known. I should have known. I thought it was going to be... You heard it now, baby. You heard it here first. I thought it was going to be... Term got the Rona. Term got the Rona. Term got the Rona. Term got the Rona. Term got the Rona and acted not. Mm. Still want to lick Melania Trump's asshole. (laughs) We're Zooming this week because Term uh, has in fact got the Rona down in Texas. Uh, which we also. I, I mean, went let's to be Texas, honest. and all I got was this lousy coronavirus. And you know what? This ain't shit, bro. This ain't shit. Yeah, I mean, I also I have nothing. I feel great. I've been going out. Uh, you know, that also. I'm very grateful that I I didn't. I tested negative too, just to be curious. Um, it's like there's no reason, other than like the vaccine issue, that I shouldn't have also got. The coronavirus on that trip. It was a southern, no, maskless, we were, um, you know, hugging strangers, smoking weed with them trip, you know. We were sharing pizza, smoking out of the same pipe. Like, yeah, on the day you were yeah. feeling shitty. Yeah, well, you said you felt like, what, dog shit coming out of an udder? Um, I felt great. Udder dog great. shit. But uh, yeah, I, I thought about that. I was yeah, like, we were smoking holes the whole way home in a two feet from each other in a car sharing gas station pizza. There is no other reason I shouldn't have that too. But uh, in fact, I do not. So, whew. I, uh I blame the Casey's. Yeah. Um, honestly, it wasn't that bad. You can get vaccinated against uh, <laughs> gas station pizza viral infections. Um this shit ain't no match for me. Right. Are you are you sick? Uh, like, are I was you like runny nose? Does your throat hurt? Is there anything going on at all? Can you smell stuff? I think it was like pretty clear uh when we drove home on Tuesday that I was I had come down with something. I felt like shit. I guess to you, I wasn't really uh, I knew you were weren't feeling great. I stole but I Dayquil didn't. from the store. I stole the Dayquil for a reason. And then I went home. I told you it was intentional. You were like, I, did, I didn't even notice I stole it. You were like, I stole it for a reason now. Swear to God. <laughs> S- swear to God, I didn't know. Which is it? Was it uh, an accident or was it for a reason? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I picked it up for a reason. Um, and then I went home. I was watching the NBA Finals. I was 
watching the NBA Finals with my roommate at night. Well, that also made me sick. Me and my roommate uh, was like, <laughs> oh. N- <laughs> He's like, dude, you're not cold, are you? And I was like, yeah, the AC's on. He's like, it is not cold in here. You got um, hypothermia? So I went through like two days of like fevery, sweating. Um, yeah. Mainly it's been like gastrointestinal it's been like uh diarrhea well that's the case and Casey's stomach piece. aches that right there that's is the casey <laughs> <laughs> we found our I, we found the divide um, yeah the respiratory that, body temperature is covid the gastrointestinal is casey's no i was i was reading that um like at least 50 percent of people with covid do report gastrointestinal problems, I remember a year ago like goofing about it. Yeah, when we were finding out what symptoms were as they like discovered that and they were like, "Oh, it's like anxiety. You feel anxious. You uh you have diarrhea. Diarrhea was one of them." And I Yeah, I'm like, I, I have, it. I have it every day then. The fucking news has been telling you <laughs> Right, the news has been telling you that you're going to die and need to be in a hospital for the past year and a half. So um but I guess diarrhea is less deadly sounding than respiratory illness and and whatever else yeah well again for the record ecumenal clean bill of health haven't felt better maybe all year all year and there's no fucking reason i shouldn't have coronavirus too so you know get vaccinated out there people or don't but uh (laughs) don't go smoke weed with a bunch of blackout drunk strangers and expect to not get corona because i feel like that was uh inevitable my buddy's girl got vaccinated she went to mexico Around when we did Texas, came home sick as a dog. Texaco. She went to the contracted gas station. Contracted it again. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, that's the thing, though. Even if I, I, I was, I, I was uh, worried, but I was like, if term has it, I could have it. But either way, like, um, I don't feel like right. I would have had symptoms, even if I did get it. But again, I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm Iron Man. Oh, she dude. did. I have a force field around me. Well, you're going to need to reinforce your field in a couple of months. Yeah, I might. My anecdotal experience so far has been all good. It's uh, it's working. You look emaciated and uh, you're stuck at home. All, honestly, it's just emaciated. creating more work for me. I just got to edit more podcast shit. <laughs> you're gonna Macy I look Barber. Macy it. graded. You're gonna conquer him. this thing. You tested positive what uh, the day we got home, and then again today. So you, it's still kicking around in there. Yeah. So you're supposed to quarantine I, and. Uh, do you have, are your roommates like poking you back with a I mop did a, stick? Uh, are they like, ah, get out of here? Honestly, no. <laughs> I uh, one of them has left town for business. Yeah, right, for business. <laughs> the other one, right? The other one is vaccinated, and he even like came to my room to dap me up. So I was like, hey, thanks. Look at you making for real me though. Feel it does make you feel invincible like in scenarios like this. It's like, well, I'm good. Um, but yeah, I, uh. I'm just glad you're you're not actually sick, or you didn't. You're not gonna fucking see your grandpa or something, obviously. Or more so that this came at the end of the tour, because if we would have had to like been obligated to cancel an event or something, because that would have been a fucking right. big bummer. Um, but it was, yeah, I guess a couple Unless days after Houston. we got back, you started feeling shitty. Yeah, I mean, we still need to talk about the tour stories. There was we went on our first headlining. Um, you know tour mini tour or anything really in a year and a half so i just like i have been very like uh, i had a great couple of weeks there's plenty of fucking shit to complain about sure but to be able to go do what we couldn't do for a year and a half whether covid's out there or not or you give a fuck altogether, to be able to go play shows and have fun and just go like live life 
you know, something that wasn't as easy to do. And then also for me personally to be able to come home and like look forward to coming home. Like I live in an apartment right now that I like living at. There's not some giant fucking disaster going on on all four walls around me and overhead. Um, like I'm just like, God, it was, it was a mere six months ago. I was like feeling more fucking depressed and like there was no light at the end of the stuck at home tunnel, uh, I was like having a fucking meltdown. So everything is much better. Thank God I didn't, you know, get a stool and a rope. You know what I mean? I was, eh. it, it just sort of crossed my mind. Uh, and it was only six months ago. And I'm like, thank Christ, dude. I don't know if they're going to lock us all down again or what, but uh, I definitely needed that. We had to, like, they were shows. They were Palmer Square shows. It felt normal. It felt good. Um, Houston aside, it was a good time. <laughs> I'm very antsy, so I'm not allowed to go out. <clears throat> right back on lockdown in isolation well we do have some shows i guess while we know what's next we have fucking everwild coming up in ohio august 13th 14th with tropodelic and uh the whole gang a whole motley crew of artists uh, that's what i say when i don't have the lineup in front of me a whole uh, barrel of monkeys out there it's gonna be a um little stranger <laughs> hosted yeah, by toby um ballyhoo it's gonna be great though we play saturday night i believe so uh, we're part of the saturday showcase and we'll probably be there both days though i think um and then after that we're working on it's not confirmed yet but we're trying to reschedule our with or without it album release show that got canceled like in chicago uh a year and a half ago or whenever um so we're working on that hopefully we'll have before the end of the year a chicago event now that chicago's kind of opening up and we just also announced um October 21st in Boston with Spose and Woo! Jarv. Pretty uh, pretty great lineup there of uh, some homies that we've never all shared a stage together like that. So, um, And it's one of our, it's really one of our favorite markets to play. Boston has always been so fucking great to us. So we're coming out there. We've also got Portsmouth, totally. New Hampshire the night after, the 22nd of October. And we're trying to book more Northeastern City stuff. So um, yeah, being back in the, the New York groove, fuck yeah. Or I guess the the Texas group. Um, tickets back there. <clears throat> tickets for Boston are on sale now. I would act quick and get them. It is a Spose headlining show. I so, also confirmed though. Uh, is that his area? Yeah, he's from Maine, but I know he's very uh, much more secured in the northeastern pocket there, Jarv too. You know, so I think it's like it's those guys' territory. Right. And it's our it's a good market for us. I wouldn't be surprised if the show sold out before day of. That's all I'm saying. I would saying. hope that's the goal. Let's make that the goal, Boston. We got a few months still, but we don't even want tickets available at the door. We want How you about, to get them all first thing. We want our fans to sell it out so there's no Spose fans, <laughs> no Jarv fans. Just a bunch of swiggies. Palmer Squares during Jarv set. <laughs> um, but that's uh that's really exciting. And uh, what the fuck was I just going to say about it? Fuck. Oh, the fact that we're not headlining is uh, I, I made sure because sometimes, you know, you're um, we're like the support act. And I wanted to make sure we we didn't get just like 25 minutes or something. So we should still be able to perform a significant set. We've talked with Spose about it and uh, we're just excited to put this show together. So, um, yeah, we're coming out to the northeast. That's the next area we're setting our sights. So um, keep an eye out and get them Boston ticks now. Anyways. We played in Tulsa and Norman, Oklahoma, which were for Oklahoma events that we played two weeks ago now. Maybe the better Oklahoma events. Maybe it's just some people extra starved also to get back out and, and be somewhere. 
Uh, we were told in Tulsa, the venue, we were only the third act uh, that they've had since reopening after being, you know, their venue was shut down for over a year. And the first road act, like the first on-tour act from out of town that's played there. So a lot of the places we hit, it seemed like they were just getting back to doing their jobs as well, um, which at which is going to become a theme in these stories of like the workforce, the the employees at certain places, not necessarily anywhere, uh, you know, on stage in Tulsa, great crew. Uh, they're very welcoming. It's great to just walk into a, a venue like that and remember, like, yeah, we used to do this all the fucking time. Yeah, the uh, the thematic of the clearly haven't worked in a year workforce. It's crazy. Okay, let's just jump to there. It's up. fucking crazy. I would say, and I don't know if, like, at first I was kind of just blaming it on, you know, maybe there's, like, a different Southern lifestyle. Like, we just don't move as quick down here. And it's like that's that's how we roll. I don't think so. I think it's a combo of of that, whatever the lifestyle difference is. Um, but yeah, some like the workforce. Everybody needs employees. There's a lot of now hiring signs when you're driving the highway and see the strips of like Arby's and Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's, and they got the little placard that usually say like over a billion uh, Big Macs sold or whatever. But now they're all like now hiring, now hiring, now hiring, because people have been taken care of on some unemployment shit. Um, I'm sure that's something to do with it. I think uh, a lot of the retail and food service industry has kind of realized like we're being fucked financially when it's we get more to stay home for a period of time than to actually be back at work. Whatever's going on, every single day we were out there, it seemed like there was a uh, unique to that moment experience of customer service. For me anyways, I had it was every day. It was every day for the week we were in Texas. We already talked two weeks ago about um, Waffle House where the guy just fucking put together a raisin toast grilled cheese that nobody ordered and dropped it on the table like, here you go. Like, that's where it started. And we were all just like, right. this is never, none of us have ever I like to call it pube this. house. <laughs> and then like, what else? We went to a Schlotzky's on like a quick, we have no time for lunch. Let's just stop, grab a sandwich and get back on the road scenario. And then like, I remember you guys opened, you and Skylar opened your sandwiches. And like, both of you are looking at, mine looked right. For once, like everything's going Acumenal's way for once. It wasn't that anything looked <laughs> wrong. It's that we got three sandwiches, and then they all came in the same wrapper, and there was there was nothing to know which sandwich was which. Right, there was and no And then label. we asked the guy between me and Skylar, whose is whose here? And the guy fucking... The guy couldn't say. It, he like he like froze up, like forgetting a lyric when you're your first <laughs> time on stage dropping a line. He was like, I don't know. He's looking at all the sandwiches like, fuck. Like he has no clue what what item his head. they sell. Um, so they like, I don't know, they went back and tried to fix it. And even by the end of it, it didn't seem like either of you were like still uh, – confident that what arrived was what you ordered so and that that's that was something where like yeah food would come and it would be wrong or food wouldn't come at all you know and it would take forever or like there was just some big moment of confusion and so many you know there was that uh the schlotzkys then what the fuck else we went to a place called phoebe's diner this one might have been on me i was kind of agitated already because before we left the hotel i uh i went down we, we stayed at a hotel like every night on the road and uh not bragging <laughs> But there's like there's usually free coffee in the lobby. So every morning, usually term who gets up before me in those instances will go grab two coffees. But you weren't in the room. I woke up and I went out for a coffee. And it's one of these places that they charge and like they charge for breakfast plates. And it's like whatever. It's not. It's not one of these places. It was a Holiday Inn. We stayed at fifty Holiday Inns, and they 
They all have coffee in the lobby. So anyways, I'm buying this coffee that morning and it's $3. Like I'm, it's listed as a $3 item. And I go, all right, let me get a coffee. Still, still for this guy to get it, it took like at least like five minutes like to go. It's like, that's why you should just have it out. I'll push the little thing and self-serve my, my coffee. And now I'm like waiting for a guy to run in back and he comes back out and he's like, did you, he asked two or three different times, did you just, you know, cream sugar? I'm like, no, it's fine. Just black. And he goes, did you already order a coffee? Were you down here earlier? And I'm like, why does this matter? He was hitting me with a bunch of bonus questions for a cup of coffee. I'm like, this is bizarre. So anyways, it's three bucks. I look Maybe at my you wallet. Said yes. What's up? So maybe if you said yes, he would have given it to you for free. Like, I don't know. I'm being pop quizzed for a cup of coffee. It's my fault always now? Always lie. Always lie. you should always lie. This is why I never listen to you, go by on. the way. Um, <laughs> for statements like that. I, uh, so I go look at my wallet. There's a three singles and a 20. So I'm like, all right, I got three bucks. This is fine. And then he rings it up on the fucking register, and it's like 325 after tax. And I'm like, you bastard. So he goes, it's 325. I give him the 20. He breaks me change, and he hands back. 16 singles or i'm sorry just 16 dollars, and that's it so i go where's my 75 cents and he just goes oh we don't have any coins in the register we don't have change and i'm like well i would have liked to have known that like so why don't you just call it four dollars then instead of three because you know and he goes he goes i'm I'm sorry i didn't realize and i'm like this is just frustrating you know and he reaches into his back pocket pulls out his own personal wallet hands me a single out of it to break me my dollar change back uh, you know, he goes, here you go. And I'm like, all right, thank you. And then he goes, do you have change? Do you have a quarter for me? And I just laughed. I'm, just, I'm like, I couldn't believe doesn't it. Doesn't like, he this, think? He, he doesn't have change. And then he, instead of saying, actually, we don't have change, so it's going to be four or we're going to do three. Just let me know. Don't assume what you get to do with my money. And then he makes it good. And then he again, he, he's baffled that I didn't have change as the guest of the hotel. I'm like, get, my quote was, I said, get your shit together, man. And I just walked away. I'm like, am I a jerk? For saying that and walking away. I've been here for five minutes for a cup of coffee, and this guy tried to steal a dollar from me. <laughs> What's going on? And if you had 25 cents in the first place, wouldn't you have given it to him when it was 325? Exactly. And then we went to a diner um, where it was like just the, the waitress wasn't that terrible or anything. It was, uh, it was whatever. And then I tried to settle up because I saw registers at the, at the front. Maybe no one came to pick up the, the the check real quick and we're trying to get out of there. So I asked two different people, like, can I just settle up up front? And they would go, um, yeah, she'll be with you in just a second. And then the lady that said that just went back to watching Guy Fieri on Food Network, like the TV over the, the diner bar. And I'm just like, who, you know, who, who are you vaguely gesturing to that's going to ring me up? So no one does. I kind of come back and I'm frustrated. And then I go ask again. And like, they just like refused to take my money. It took over 10 minutes. It was like 15 minutes to settle a tab. And again, I'm just like confused. Then my waitress comes around like, honey, what's going on? I'm like, I've been trying to pay for our meal for 15 minutes. Would you, would, would you, like, would you like us to pay for the meal or not? Like, I'm just confused as to why all of the money changed. I don't know. That one like pissed me off and I was just having a bad morning. Um, but it's like the same thing with Waffle House, dude. The assumption. We won't let you know that we don't have French toast. We're just going to feed you something yeah. we made up. We won't let you know that we don't have change. We're just going to take more of your money, and that's fine, right? That's fine. Every day I there was an Waffle experience House like that. Expecting yeah, Waffle House poor service and shitty food. This was a pretty nice diner establishment, and it was just a girl who, <clears throat> who I watched just ignore you for, like, so that she could for watch 10 TV. Minutes. Granted... She, she's a big girl, and it was the Food Channel. I know how hard it is to turn away, but 
I watch wow. people. You stand there, and then people walk in. She notices the people who walk in. She gives them. Oh, everybody, attention. yeah. I'm getting bumped back in line you as the guy who's trying to leave, ass, and I'm just like, nobody will let me pay. To the point where I considered not paying. I was like, I'm about to leave and not pay the tab, and I don't do that. I don't. This. I also left without tipping. That's the only time I've ever. And I felt guilty for like an hour. It like hurt me later. I was like, God damn it, I'm a fucking asshole. It wasn't the waitress's fault. It was everybody else in there that was ignoring me. And I'm like, but I like I was I. I was fuming mad, I took care of the tip. <laughs> yeah, term left a, a dollar on the table. I put $3 on the table. <laughs> it was all I had. Here's your $3. Um, but I couldn't, like, be in there anymore. I, like, walked outside and, like, went for a fucking walk. Um, but I don't know. It's just, uh, what else? Cracker Barrel? That, wasn't, that one was fucking mind-blowing. Again, maybe it's our bad, because we went to places, road places, like Waffle House and Cracker Barrel. Like, you can't really expect... Yeah, I mean, these are not establishments anything. that I could really register complaints about. I, I, you get what you expect, and every, we got what I expected. Every place better than Cracker Barrel and Waffle House we went was actually pretty good. And like, that's how it works. You got to fucking sack up and throw a little more coin out there if you want to not have pubes in your food or to get ripped off or whatever. I um, expect somebody's body hair in my eggs... I expect the drinks to take 25 minutes. Uh, so it took, whatever, 25 minutes at the Cracker Barrel we were at with all the guys to get seated. And then they have a they have an outside table. Now they have like picnic benches in the fucking 100 degree heat. So we're like, all right, I guess we'll take an outside. We just want to eat. And then we're sitting there for what felt to me like almost a half an hour. But maybe not. It was probably 20 minutes at least before anybody came up to like we, a waiter addressed the table it was not 10 it was not 10 dude whose team are you on it was 20 minutes dude uh we sat there before anybody like said would you like you know what do you want to drink um so basically there for 45 minutes at least but waiting is fine again but then all the food is fucked they didn't bring your eggs they brought out uh the guy asked you know we were the homie g he's like he doesn't eat cheese and stuff and then they just bring out a bunch of food he ordered then he mentioned all of that. You well, know? He's like, and he this ordered. Camp. He ordered loaded potatoes and didn't, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. didn't. He just ordered. Read. They said they came with hash browns. I think he did. No, he. It came with hash browns, and the hash browns they put cheese in them. They call it like hash brown casserole. And he was like, I didn't. I didn't specify that. Maybe. That's, maybe that's I missed what he it. ordered. Right. So again, maybe some of this is our fault. I'm getting past all of that. Real quick, because at the cr- the Cracker Barrel, when they sat us, there's five of us. So then they call Seth table for five and then they bring us out to a four seat picnic table so we kind of look at the waitress the host lady like hey uh, you know and she looks at us like how are we going to fix this that's that's the whole thing that's like they, none of them know like what are you going to do you got my change you're going to just eat this raisin toast instead right it's like just ask me like or, or don't call my name until you have a, a, a table for us either way we don't care she pulls up a chair and puts it on the corner like you do just on the end someone's sitting on the end of the table she pulls it up she pulls it up. Anyways, I go, I went inside to pay, and there's this black lady in front of me, turns around out of the fucking blue, and is just like, uh, excuse me, sweetie, I didn't want to say nothing, but your friend out there, he stole a chair from my daughter. And, and, and I'm sorry, there's just a lot of men out here making assumptions, trying to play me like a fool, and, and we, I'm from Austin, baby, I'm from Texas. She starts just getting sassy. I, I'm like, I'm so baffled. I didn't see this happen. I don't know. And I go like, oh, like, I, I said, I'm sorry that happened. And then she goes, it's okay. And she even said, you had your back turned, so you didn't see this happen, but your friend took my little girl's chair, and you don't take from a child. You, you just don't, you don't take something from a child. 
You got a grown man taken from a child. She, like, and now heads are turning in the little gift shop, pay for your ticket area of Cracker Barrel. Like, people are looking at me. And I'm like, the again, table from which the chair was took was empty. There was no one in it. That's what I thought. That's actually what I know. And so I say, um, again, like, you even said, like, I didn't, uh, I didn't see this happen. And she goes, I know you didn't, sweetie. It wasn't you. But I'm, I'm telling you because I didn't want to embarrass your friends. And I was like, oh, okay, so you choose to embarrass me in front of like 11 other <laughs> patrons waiting to pay their check at the fucking Cracker Barrel. Like, everyone's looking, and the cashiers are now even going, oh man, we're sorry you had an experience like that. Can we do anything? Like, basically, gonna cut half the you know money off her check or something. Like, oh yeah, yeah, give her, give her, give her fucking money off. But she goes, no, that's not what I want. I just want him to know. And she said, everybody else was with me. They said not say nothing. But I just had to say something. And I said, ma'am, again, it seems like I was removed from witnessing any of this, but if that's what happened, I'm sorry that happened. And she, and she would go, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But people got me twisted out here. You can't be taken from a child. And I would just be like, all right, say thank you. I appreciate it and be done. But I said, sorry, that happened twice. Both times she's like, thank you. But, you know, people, men be taken from children out here. And I'm like, all right, you're, you're accusing me of, like, stealing from a child in public right now. Ma'am, I'm running out of fake apologies. And so I refused to say sorry a third time. And basically, I was, like, proud of myself. I very, like, maturely stood my ground and, like, represented the table. I was like, you know what, ma'am, at this point, we all know I didn't see this happen. I, I, I did not witness this. And if that's what happened, it seems like you need to be taking this up with the Cracker Barrel staff. We had a table of five, and we were waiting. They called table of five and sat us at a four-seater. It was their idea to pull up the chair. In fact, the hostess pulled the chair up. My friends and I would never do what you're accusing us of, so take it up with the correct you know, outlet here. And, and she's just like kind of shut up, and, and they handed me my receipt. So I was basically free to go at that point. I had already paid. But I'm like, I can't. I'm sitting here getting cucked and embarrassed in public by this fucking lady who's just, people get us twisted. Cuck. I'm from Texas, baby. I'm like, fuck you. No, we didn't do that. You're making this up. That never happened. We would never do that. And take it up with Cracker Barrel if you want some fucking $10 off your check. She's like, that's not what I want. I, I just wanted to let you. Now, listen to your friends. I didn't say all this part. This is now the part that was off. Excuse the me, ma'am. Where are we? What barrel? This is my restaurant. <laughs> not to make things take racial. Take care from man. anybody. Uh, but yeah, and she said a thousand times, like, I know you didn't do it. I know you didn't even see it. And I thank you for your apology. But she just kept but going off on like, all right, let it go then. Like, everybody is staring at us. It was bizarre. And I, I was... Black ladies aren't... <laughs> these all happened in like three to four days. Black like ladies one a day are known two. for their butts. <laughs> and their sass. Real sassy lady. Just all my friends said I shouldn't say nothing, but I just had to say something. I was like, listen to your fucking friends. Because now you're lying, you know, to get attention in public. It didn't happen. Nobody sat at the table behind us, and nobody, you know, we didn't decide to seat ourselves at the wrong fucking table. The Cracker Barrel establishment was a big fucking lunchtime disaster, and uh, quite frankly, I think I may have been racially discriminated against at the Cracker Barrel. Some other white guy did something with her daughter's chair. I don't know what the fuck happened, but it did not involve us or our table. So I was just getting sick of, at a certain point, it wasn't even halfway into the week, I was like, I am sick of having to, like... You know, and and we've all heard the podcast of a few months ago, whether it's the TV or the landlord or the the service. It's something where I'm like, you know, give me some fucking accountability here every day. And uh, I I don't know, maybe I'm just looking for something to complain about. But it was it was consistent. It wasn't like, oh yeah, one day the wrong food came or they messed up our order. It was every single day we were on the road. So maybe that's just the fact that it's people even, aren't uh, working in re or food service the same. It's harder to get employees. I don't know. It's it's not even like uh, that black lady though has, has no excuse. Right. 
That lady has no excuse for calling me out <laughs> out of the group of five. The one who didn't see anything. Yeah, no excuse for being black. I didn't say it's, that. It's not even like a... <laughs> like uh, everything needs to be right everywhere I go and this and that is that like every time it's wrong the people who who did the wrong thing really just don't seem to give half a rat's ass no in fact they kind of like look to you for help it's like oh well I didn't what are you gonna do you gonna go get one of these chairs it's like fucking do your job like you know you realize you fucked up here and these are solvable problems five asses four seats so what are we gonna do we can figure this out, guys. In fact, you know, I don't expect the best and brightest to be seating people at a Cracker Barrel, but we can all figure this out, right? Um, uh, what else did we do that was fun, though? We got to go, uh, before we even played the Texas shows, right, we went to a Kill Tony uh, live podcast recording in Austin. That was fun. Uh, I've sort of been on a Kill Tony kick. I never really tuned into that podcast at all before a few months ago. And I just happened to see, I think like Legion of Skanks touched on something, you know, mentioned it. And then I went and watched more of that episode they were talking about. And then YouTube's feeding me other ones. So I just started, it became like almost like a one a day thing where I would just throw one on old years old episodes. So I've been on like a big kick and kind of like uh, us going and seeing Skanks um, and getting to bump elbows with them for a, a brief night years and years ago. Uh, when I was on like a kick of their shit. So it was just something like we, we have an off day. We're going to be near Austin. Let's go do that. So I cop two tickets, whichever episode comes out this week, like this Monday's episode is the episode we were at. It'll be the newest kill Tony on YouTube. Um, so the, as soon as the episode starts, a lot of times they do ads and shit, but that's what you see on YouTube. And as soon as they began, they basically said like, Hey, welcome to the podcast. Here's a word from our sponsor. All right, everybody, while the ads play, uh, there's a little secret that nobody knows. We, uh, we're having the first ever kill Tony after party, here tonight after the show um they lock your phones up for the comedy event like they always do that and they're like we're going to unlock your phones as soon as the show's over and everybody's going to be hanging out we got a band playing live music we're going to have uh, cm smokehouse catering barbecue uh and it's basically a prototype for future post podcast after parties and we're like boy did we pick the right fucking night to show up you know because we didn't have plans after i thought it would be done by 10 o'clock but we got to hang out after um eat some fucking catered brisket tacos uh got to fucking get my william montgomery picture got to talk to shane gillis about Skankfest for like 10 minutes and the gillian keeve sketches he was that that dude is a tank he, he drank a lot of beer uh <laughs> that night but um it was uh, it was a fucking busy week we got to do a lot of fun shit in addition to eating shitty meals that half the food never came we got to hang out with some comedy goober who picked our brains for future sketch we're gonna sue the balls off material. that kid in the future i was telling you so so part of the kill tony uh for people that don't know what it is it's it's like a panel of comedians and then open micers come up and do 60 seconds of comedy and then the panel either <clears throat> compliments yeah, them like an interview or portion. them. Right. One of the ladies who went up to do comedy for 60 seconds, uh, she explained how she spent like 13 years in jail for crack. She had a real like cracky energy to her. Uh, real her crazy lady. <clears throat> and her comedy, her comedy was not funny. Uh, but she was funny as a person and as a cracked out lady. Anyway, at the end of the night, we're with this kid uh, who's in town for the week trying to, to break onto the comedy scene. All night, he's kind of like writing down anything funny that anybody says. Not things that he says, things that we say. 
things that people around us say. Yeah, well, I'm telling them, like, fucking life experiences I've had, and he's sitting there writing them down, like, this he's is gold, cool, George McFly. Anyway, uh, this is good we stuff. meet the... I'm writing this down. <laughs> we meet the, uh, the crackhead lady at the end of the night, and he's with us, the kid. And then she's going on about how, like, uh, you know, there's, there's all these new people, these young people in comedy who haven't had life experiences, and they're just trying to steal other people's life experiences. She's telling, she's talking about this right. kid. And I, and I look over at the kid. It's like, he's, I don't think he's he was grasping his notebook it. and writing this. They're like, you're exactly what she's <laughs> writing criticizing. Writing the story down again. He was. Um, the comedy world, it's weird. I guess that, that's what it is. It's like... And he was young, he's 10 years younger than me, that, that kid. And I was thinking about me 10 years ago when I approached writing raps and how I would like, no idea that I had, like, it would have to get written down so I didn't forget because everything was worth mining a little further for that gold. And now it's like, I don't write down like most of my ideas. And some of them are probably good. But I'll be like, if this is really good, I'll remember tomorrow and I'm old and high and dumb now. And I'm just like, oh, I don't remember. But like, this kid was so fervently writing in his book. It's like Usually, if I were a comedian, I would have, like, you know, I'd, you'd have to give so much attention to like, is, is this something? Let me try this. Like every everything in your life or someone else's life, you know, in this case, is, is like ripe for picking. Right. He's just like, ah, oh, what do I what do I say next? Where's the humor in this? And it's like, all right, dude, you're fucking neurotic. Calm down. I used to like. Uh Anytime I'd be at work, I would hit the, the feed button on the receipt thing, so it would just print out blank receipts. I would always carry around like a, <clears throat> a few inches of blank receipt in my pocket with a pen in case anything came that's to me on the job. So like, yeah, that's something so like... I don't like, do that anymore. Uh, like grind, you know, on the grind, like hustler, the struggle type of... Like a skater wearing a shoelace as their belt. That's you with your inches of receipt. Because you couldn't even afford a notebook, man. You're so bummy and scrappy out there. Yeah. Fucking hardcore, <laughs> you dude. You can't afford a Steno pad. Moleskin? Um, Fuck a moleskin. I got receipt I also feed. lost my wallet at the Kill Tony. It was br- I found it, to, you know, but there was like a fucking few minute period of I was panicking. Who told you to retrace your steps? I was like, this was at the after party. They unlock my phone. Right after they unlock my phone, one of my favorite people that's part of the show uh, walks by, like right then. And I'm like, yo, I gotta get, I gotta get a photo with you. Like, this is destiny. I told my girlfriend I was gonna get a photo with him. Uh, So that happened. And then we're, they have a band playing live, uh, the Nether Hour. So they're rocking out and we're just kind of sitting. I don't know. I think it was before they even went on. I'm wearing fucking sweatpants in my wallet, like, must have just fallen out of... No, they were on. Oh, that, but we went upstairs because we were checking out if the food was being served yet. And I reached for my wallet because I was like, oh, we should throw money in the tip. And right. I, all of my pockets, like I even keep, uh, when I'm wearing the sweats, I'll throw my wallet in my front pocket because I don't want to be sitting on it uncomfortable or, again, kind of risk it falling out. But uh, I remember just like patting myself down and looking at you and going like, dude, my wallet is fucking gone. Gone. Like I was just uh, <laughs> working through it in that moment. So then I went and like scoured the club of yeah retraced every step and sure enough my wallet was like under a table like in a very traffic area like someone could have kicked it and fucking picked it up very easily it was only like five minutes or less probably less but i was like i went from having such a fun ass night to like having my heart sink of like that's everything like that's that's all that's all my shit (laughs) uh I'm gonna have to get a new ID. i'm gonna have to get every all the contact the bank and cancel my cards and the fucking whatever uh but then finding, and then again, like, like my battery got refilled, like in a video game. I was like, "Yes, I'm back, baby!" And then Shane Gillis walks by, uh, just fucking out, you know, walk up to him, 
in a, in a different scenario, I may have been more like uh, nervous or something. I'm like, look, he's fucking sitting, man of the people, talking to other guys. He's hammered. Um, and he's going to be at Skankfest. So there's always an in with us now. It's like, hey, I'm, we're going to see you at Skankfest Houston. It's like, hey. Always an in. Um, but yeah, we used a few off days yeah. to do some fun shit in Texas before the Texas shows. Um, first of which uh, lands us in Houston. And we never played Houston. I've always wanted to play Houston. I got family it's a big in city. Houston. I feel like somewhere where we haven't ever been doing this for as many years as we have. It's like there's got to be some people out there, you know. Um, so we're just excited to see what that market looks like and play in Houston. Uh, so we arrive, and this was like uh, just so like like so many shows we played before. We didn't know anything personally about the venue specifically. We could have looked it up more so, but all seemed fine. Every other venue we played was had you know what could be considered a stage and like a stage a, a performance area a sound guy so yeah we pull up to a restaurant right it was a venue this has happened a lot uh, years ago we, we we'd like to not do that as much but it happens right happened in california a lot where's that place we played in like uh what was it with the fucking where we did molly and you almost had like a heat stroke uh the kid took a picture of his cock with the kodak camera and oh. you always tell that story <laughs> Chico. Chico. That Chico. That was like a pool hall the, bar, the right? Bar. I do. It was not where we should have played, you know. But, the, you know, people I, come out I and make the best it. of it. I don't remember the name, I'm saying. Me neither, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can see it I in I remember my that head. kid's cock much better. <laughs> Clear as day. It's just, so we pull up. First of all, the Chico spot was way more fun than the place we ended up in Houston. Way, way, way more fun. And so I walk in, and there's like some, there's, nobody's there yet, right? The bar isn't really doing we're there early for sound check and whatever. And then we talk to a dude who's, uh, to his credit, he's not the fucking event manager or anything. He's a cook. And he was just having a break. And he's like, what's up? I'm like, we're playing a show tonight. Uh, do you know where we can like bring you know our shit in? And he goes, first thing he said was, are you sure it's tonight? I thought the show was Saturday night. And I was like, this is a bad sign. Like, the one employee right now is like, there's no event tonight. And I was like, fuck. Like, and... I remember leaving the door and you were walking in, having not been in there yet. And I, remember, I just said, "Quell your expectations," as I as I passed, real quick, because I was like, "I know you. You're gonna look at this place, and before you even realize, they don't know there's an event. You're you're gonna look at it and be like, how could there be an event? It was a fucking, it was like a, a clubby bar, with a with a DJ booth, no stage, no, just booths to eat and a booth to spin DJ tracks." <laughs> I had much bigger problems than the fact that the show might not even be that night. That was actually a, that would have been a blessing. <clears throat> Think, can the show please not that would be have tonight? Been <laughs> not here. Fantastic. Can we oh. get a few more days to find a, a venue with a stage? So our our mood was a little sour on that, to say the least. So it's a, hey, whatever. We're looking around. We're looking at like basically where people would eat in in kind of U shaped booths with a table, and we're like, all right, we'll move the table out of this booth, and that way we can at least face. This area, like we can, and then we're looking at the electricity. We're like, well, the fucking DJ booth's all the way over there. Like, if we're gonna cue our own tracks, we need electric to. And they were just not equipped for anything. Like any, at, at a certain point, it had, we would we had to play in an hour, less than an hour, and we still hadn't even plugged in an item. It was like we had no clue if sound would come out of shit yet, because nobody was helping us, and they just. And it's hard didn't to blame care. them because. In their shoes, I would have done the same exact thing. But also in their shoes, knowing that I would have done the same exact thing, I wouldn't have booked a fucking show there. Yeah. If I knew that my establishment that I that I manage is incapable of having a fucking a live performance, then why book it? It was uh, it was tough. And what was tough uh, is that 
Not only do we need, we need like a DI box, an, an interface, like to connect our sound to their sound system. That w There's usually one available for us, and it's just something we should probably have. It's the one thing we don't have to make everything come together. So anyways, you, at a certain point, so much time was being wasted. You go to the fucking, like, the guitar center to just go buy one, because we'll try that. Um, but, and, and also, like, the booth area wasn't working out, and they were trying to, the only way to plug in was basically my laptop into, like, a DJ aux type. I'm like, fuck it, we're just going to do that, and I'm going to run from the booth area to the DJ spot every fucking track. I'm just going to be running across the goddamn bar, because... The music can't yeah, be where we are, apparently. thing ever. It was terrible. and But now fans are showing up, you know, and they're wearing the t-shirt. And we do have fans in Houston. And I can't do my normal, like, my rap, my, hey, what's up, man? Where are you from? Oh, shit. And, like, talk to people and do that. We're meeting our fans in Houston for the first time ever type of. So, I, it, like, I'd find myself getting pulled away on fan conversations and then being like, hey, look, I, ha I can't talk to you anymore, like. Not only am I going to throw my voice out yelling over shitty DJ music about this, but like we haven't even, no one's confirmed we'll be able to perform tonight. Somehow, like always, we survived and we owe it all to a guy named Bob. Uh, I don't know how, Bobby! This, how this happened, but Ben Buck, uh, shout out Ben Buck and Pudge on the you know whole run with us performing and we're all trying to get our shit together and he's like, I got a number of a sound guy. In Houston, like he doesn't know him, he just friend of a friend, somebody, whatever, knows this guy, and uh, I'm like, dude, put out the bad signal, uh, do it. Let's see if we can get my, help. My cousin's, my cousin's husband who was there, he told me the same thing, and I was like, hey, don't even worry about it, man. It's not your problem. Don't right? Everybody's like, hey, I think I know somebody, and we're like, look, man, we don't need to bring, we we have to fix this problem. We can't be tapping. <laughs> whoever your mystery right. guy is. Turns out the guy my cousin's husband knows. Is Bob the exact guy who, who Ben called over? This guy Bob has quite a reputation as like the best sound guy in Houston, apparently, because several people knew him, and we were like, "Look, don't worry about it." Ben says he's got a guy, and then he showed up, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's the guy." And Bob saved the fucking day. He brought his own interface, and like, he just you know he he just asked what we needed, and it was so nice to have that like, you know, that's like the we just we just want to play it like a venue. And whatever it is, it, I just I'm I'm worried about putting on a bad show, especially for fans who've been waiting as long as they have in in a city we've never visited before. You know, I don't want it to sound like shit or literally have to be like called off, and you'll have to watch us have a hissy fit in front of everybody. Like I don't want this to happen. And it was, it was uh, I don't know. I kind of lost my I was I was the cool head for a while, telling you like, dude, just chill. This will be fine. And then after like a three hours of still no progress on the sound and we have to go on soon, I'm like, I called you while you were at the Guitar Center. And I was like, this whole fucking place is fucked. Fuck Houston. I was just losing my shit. Um, it's not Houston. It's Bell Station. That yeah, place just, uh, uh, is not ready for rap shows. When I go to a new place where I have family living that I don't get to see often uh, and I invite them out to the show to like see what I'm doing with my life, I'd rather not them see me perform in the booth at a restaurant. That's what I'd rather not. You suck! <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I had the it's same experience. a little experience. demoralizing. Our first Tulsa show is like a legendary, terrible show for the Palmer Squares. And that was, <clears throat> you know, my family that comes out when we were just in Tulsa. That's the only time I see them. And the first time that I had seen them after not seeing them in like over a decade, our first Tulsa show... It was the, one of the, our worst shows ever. And again, no sound guy. There's like a at least uh, a, a mixer hanging loose, like off a, from a cord on on the wall, and we have to just like there's a it's just a PA and it's all feeding back and it's just terrible. It's after midnight. That's another thing about some of these shows. 
on this tour even like we we didn't go on until 1 a.m in san antonio it's like i'm old now all right i can't do this i never did that we never had played at old 1 aside at a bar <laughs> i ideally in order to not have a crowd full of sleepy drunks you want to play around like 10 p.m yeah that's an ideal stage time. Even if it's like just before midnight, let me let me go into the next day on stage. But like, especially at the end of the tour, it was definitely I said definitely a thousand times. Definitely, definitely catching up to me at the end of the tour there. Uh, it was it sucks. I was in such a sour mood. I I, I couldn't put on my happy face in a couple of those shows. Uh, and then they they were always you know we make lemonade out of this shit. Yeah, I think uh, I've spoken before about my. Um, tendency to put down a show based on the the venue when we arrive. It's actually become usually. Yeah, it's the telling sign now that it will be good. It, the matter term is early on. You know, it's like what the fuck is this place? It'll be like good is good like night. a good is relative. I don't know <laughs> if I would call Houston good, but it it went over. It wasn't. I was about to say it wasn't a huge embarrassment failure, and then I drew it back. Was. No, it was. Um, <laughs> that's the the downside of it being, you know, your show or going last. A lot of people don't make it. A lot of people show up at eight because they're so excited, and they they drink a lot, and then they're literally like sleeping in the restaurant booth that is our stage, <laughs> right next to us. You know, or a guy stepping on yeah, our cord. Know, um, the whole the whole system got after all of that shit. Some drunk guy stepped on my shit, and it just unplugged everything mid, um, fucking whatever that song is, moratorium verse. So it's a big disaster by the end of the I night. I asked him, please, please move, please don't stand uh, where all these cords are. And then twenty seconds later, he's back standing where it's all like the cords are. Like there was a are. fucking magnet <clears throat> pulling his body onto the cables on the floor. Um, I wish there was a way that we could um, uh, like Never have really to properly perform inform. Again. <laughs> Just inform all of our fans uh, that if they ever come to a show, to stop coming at doors. Doors does not mean when the Palmer Squares play. It never has, never will. It's, it's most often, mo- sometimes not, but most often it's several hours after doors. Hey, the Boston show, for example, I know that's like a... It's a whatever, like a let's say it's a seven to ten or seven to eleven show. We we're not going to go on. Like the whole show will be over before midnight. There are instances where we will make it clear, and it should kind of be clear already, that yeah, we'll be on earlier. But in most cases, man, it's they fucking play house music for an hour, and then the opener's on, and then there's support acts, and uh, we're just I don't know. Maybe I'm like because I've been going to shows my whole life. I've just always known. The headliner doesn't play at doors. Um, Give yourself some time. Pace yourselves. Uh, my favorite meal that we did have was in Houston, though, the next morning. We went to a place uh, that was like a vegan soul food brunch place. Uh, it sounds impossible, right? Just like vegan soul food. I, I picture I picture meat and, and dairy when I, when I picture like a soul food brunch. But... Um, it was phenomenal and it literally was like it saved that's what made me realize like we just I still want to go to Houston I don't even consider that like going to Houston right we were there for one night and we were at a place that uh, we didn't want to be ultimately it just didn't it wasn't a good fit and uh, so all the fans are showing up while we're quote sound checking and being like hey how do you like Houston 
And I'm like, don't make me lie to you. You know, I, I can't. I don't know. I have no idea. But I want to go fucking eat there and, and see the sights. And I'm still, like, excited by that city. And you know what? I guess we are going back for Skankfest in November. So maybe we'll schedule a hangout day. A fucking TPS social media meetup <coughs> or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I guess that, that's what I remember about the tour, ultimately. Austin was a great show. Uh, Denton was a lot of fun. All, it just went, like, we went. We were on really late. I feel like we were just waiting to go on for a long time, uh, which is, it's the nature of the fucking, the gig. So maybe it's just been a while. Because I was like, damn, we go on at, like, 1 a.m. now. And in San Antonio, we did a, a whole set that was, like, I think maybe almost an hour that, uh, that we didn't do one song that had a chorus. We just, we kept going through... And I was like half joking, like, fuck's real songs. I'm not, I'm not playing a fucking real song tonight. Just raps. And I was just goofing around. And then we found like an hour's worth of songs where there is no chorus. Just your Rohypnols and your rape rooms and what have you. I think it was um, back to back versus. It was initially done like. Brainwash. Out of spite. Yeah, I was in a we foul like, mood. Uh, for sure. It makes me feel bad about myself. I, I was like, we're going to draw one person at this show. Um, we have to wait like hours to go up. By the time we go up, it's one in the morning. And then most people and then, have left. Unbeknownst to us, yeah, and unbeknownst to us, like uh, there was way more than one fan, and the room like filled up halfway through. I think we our got set. new fans because they were, uh, we were we were on so late. They were closing up bars like across the street, and people were kind of like it was an organic. Like people were like, "Oh, I hear music. Let's go check this out," and you know. Met plenty. It, it, that never happens. We're like, everyone's going to leave by the time we're on because we're going on so late. And that's what happened. There was like 10 people there, even though there were plenty more earlier in the night. And then uh, it, it like filled back up again. So it kind of, again, the battery level gets recharged where maybe I should have made such a big stink about it. But yeah, you would just hope it would be better earlier. I do. Um, when the people are still there. I would blame, be nice. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> I blame San Antonio for catching COVID. Uh, that's where I had to use the house mic that like 10 people have been rapping into all night, blowing their lung phlegm into all night. And then I'm, I'm cupping it, <laughs> sucking in air from the fucking wedding, throating the mic, this house mic. Yeah. Could have been. I used a house mic in Oklahoma. Personally, I think the... that was the culprit. Yeah. Um, what else? I guess that was the tour in a nutshell. Casey's Pizza, coronavirus, poor customer service. Um, the fans are great. We still rock. <laughs> oh, shit. I feel like there was more. Oh, I, I guess I should say. I'm, I'm actually glad to say, you know, uh, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks for uh, winning the NBA Finals. Bucks in six. Just something that at the end of the day here... They earned, and the Suns didn't earn. it. They fucking choked, man. Specifically, those last two games were like, man, fuck y'all. Uh, Game six, especially, I thought the Suns were playing pretty terribly. Devin Booker played oh terrible. Oh, my God. Game five, too. Um, game five, I think, is the one where Drew Holiday just lit the Suns up bad, and they were just playing too good as a unit. And then game six was kind of like Giannis puts on this probably one of the best finals performances of all time type things. But... He's a fucking giant beast creature who's just, like, incapable of being stopped. The whole third quarter, like, the whole second half of that game I found very boring because it was just charging, being fouled, and give him credit, he made his free throws on the game where it would have, you know, 
not cost him necessarily, but that always fucks up the uh, the sure thing for the Bucks is him missing half his free throws. So he just the, the whole strategy was, um, was like, I'm going to get 21 points or whatever off of at the line tonight. I just got to make these. Um, so I was just bored by the end the of the pressure. game, but they played way better. You know, <clears> what are you going to say? The pressure of um. You can't miss free throws when you got that douchebag counting hundreds in the stands, you know? Right. You can't validate that, motherfucker. Right. Well, they won. He was shooting the good free throws at home, so no one was counting hundos. Fucking jag off. <laughs> um, I was so happy the next day to see the internet making fun of that guy. What an asshole. Yeah, everybody would be doing the this 10 count guy. when they'd play in Phoenix while because he, he takes so long to shoot free. So one, two, and some... Dude, just a douchebag, man. Counting like hundred dollar bills, like licking his thumb, and like bam, one, two. There's no reason for that. And then he, he made w- it. He withdrew a thousand dollars on his way to the game <laughs> just so he can be like, "Watch this. Watch what I do." I hope he got robbed. It's just like I hope he got. And and, and then he makes the free throws. The so then you see the people's faces. The camera's still on the crowd that's counting, trying to distract him. And then he hits the shot. And then they just go like, Tah! They make some face like, "Whatever, whatever." Puts Guess money I gotta put this fat stack back in my pocket, eh? No, I was uh, oh, prick. I was like before the game was even over in Game Six. I had already shifted to being like, you know, I still think it's dope. The Milwaukee Bucks won, and uh, good for them. I watched the post thing. I was like, I felt awesome with uh, watching Bobby Portis. You know, he was a bull for a while, and the Bulls are just not like a playoff team. And then he he was up in limbo and was talking about being depressed during COVID, thinking he didn't know, like he didn't have a home. And then found himself in Milwaukee, and they love him yeah. there now. So, basically, anybody like I still would like root every time Portis was shooting. I still that's why I watch the Knicks with Taj and and Rose and Thibs. Like I like that my about, you know uh, my my Bulls, even though they're not in Chicago anymore. What and about uh, Chris Middleton? He was like in the G League at one point. Yeah. And he's been. I didn't even realize it was eight like the years. Only guy he's been to... on. You know, him and Giannis have been playing on the Bucks together for. What they say, eight years or something, or they've been playing together for? I didn't realize they had like that history. Um, yeah, he's twenty thirteen. Yeah, but um, like I said, it fucking congratulations, neighbors to the north, Milwaukee. Um, they played better basketball. What are you gonna do? Is there anybody that we need to? Um, well, I, I definitely know one. Do we need to po up one time? Maybe a couple times. I told myself uh, I wasn't going to drink when I got home from tour. I'm saying two po-ups. But I did, myself didn't listen. Two po-ups. Listen okay. to what? Listen to myself. I, I no self-control. I was just like, you know, anytime we go on the road or have like a, a little bit of a, you know, we get free beer every night. I drink beer every night, like on the road, and I get home feeling bloated and, all right, I don't need to drink for a while. I usually take a, a week or two or three off, but nope. I've been in a good mood. Still drinking. All right, I got my Captain Ron glass pot up. There's the obvious one. We actually, I feel like we took a shot in Austin. Um, someone brought us shots in Austin, and someone yelled from the crowd, uh, "We hardly knew ye!" And that was like the day that the Bismarcky news came out. So I feel like we already did one, but we can definitely throw one back again for the podcast. Um, yes, Bismarcky died. When was it? Uh, was it Wednesday? Or, uh, July it... 16th? Yeah, 15 or 16. The 16th of July. So it's already old news. Um, 
but I'll still I'll t- still take a shot if you want to clink uh, cameras Legend. here. Hey, if we're taking shots to John McAfee, we got to pull up for biz. What are you drinking? All right. I'm drinking uh, Bacardi Silver. <laughs> yeah, that'll kill not the my drink of choice. Yeah. Ugh. My girl Ooh. and I made um, pina coladas like two months ago, and I still have half a bottle of Bacardi. Did you get caught in the rain? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the song? All right. Um. I don't think I said, though, that um, at this point with COVID, all I have is the um, the no taste and smell. You, you do have? kind of taste. You have lost <coughs> your taste and smell, smell or no? Damn. Uh, I've lost my smell. And the taste is <laughs> the taste is like it, it comes and goes. It depends on what I'm eating. I didn't really taste that shot. Well, that's probably for the um, best. Bacardi like, Silver. Weeks ago, I bought this cucumber mint soda at Target. It's fucking terrible, and I'm downing them now because I don't taste it. Hmm. Uh, so are you eating? Worst thing are you eating extra healthy smell? or extra shitty? Like. Because if I couldn't taste, I'd be like, I'd eat a kale salad every day. Mostly greens. Um, I tried to make, like, a vegetable smoothie a few days ago, and it was so fucking bad. It was before my taste left. Oh, I was going to say, because you could taste it or because you couldn't taste it, and the texture was weird and boogery? It was so bad, I had to keep putting, like, different, like, pineapple and banana and stuff in it. Just pouring cane sugar. Um... <clears throat> no, the worst thing though is I love to cook, and when I cook, I love to. Um, it's like one of my favorite smells in the world, is is the onion and the garlic. I want to simmering smell the onion simmering the paint. I love it so much. That's why I wrote that line. Fuck dinner. Uh, and yeah, like the past past three nights, I chop up some onion, chop up some garlic, get the oil going in the pan. Can't smell it. Can't taste it. Starts it. to sizzle. I start doing this with the hands, try and waft it. I don't, I don't smell anything. Damn. It's terrible. That sucks. I smell everything. But, <laughs> uh, you know, when I eat, I, I could taste what I'm eating. Uh, I, I just drank some Pepto-Bismol before we started. I could taste the Pepto. I feel like eating noodles or something with no taste would be weird, or like a, a, a texture issue would take over in the absence of flavor or something. Like, I've heard somebody say that, and that's kind of, it made sense to me. Like, if you were eating clam chowder with no taste, like, wouldn't it just feel very, like, I don't know, odd in your mouth if it wasn't delicious? Like, wouldn't it? I'm not a big fan of clam chowder anyway. But so anything. I think I'm, would, I'm thinking something texture-wise, uh, like chunky muscles, soup. Or, yeah. Something gross and goopy. Mussels. If oysters, you couldn't taste how good it was, wouldn't anyway. it kind of just be like, I have some weird, fleshy, boogery thing in my mouth, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying not to eat boogery ah. things. Oh, um. So, are we gonna need to pull up again? Cause I, uh, like I said, this is we're working oh, in yeah. the past right now. Let's go. And uh, just well, who is it? I don't want to waste my. Somebody died today. Really? Was it today or yesterday? Damn. Are, is this the ghost of term on the podcast right now? <laughs> Did coronavirus oh, get him earlier? Legendary Jewish comedian. Jackie Mason has bit the dust, ladies and gentlemen. Dang. I got to be honest. I hardly knew uh, ye. I hardly I knew ye as well. Did you, can you at least pull his wiki up or Jackie something? Jackie Mason was like, uh, 
He's a Jewish comedian. Uh, I knew like my grandpa would would put him on sometimes when I was a kid. Um, mostly material that probably wouldn't be funny to anybody listening right now, unless you have Jewish roots or you're fucking sixty five years old. You're a big anti semite. I think he. Yeah, I think he got most of his fame uh, for like people in our generation when he called Barack Obama a schwatza years ago, <laughs> which is a somewhat somewhat uh, politically incorrect term for black people in Yiddish. But uh, Jackie Mason was a legend. Yeah, let's take a shot Jackie to a Mason racist no for more. sure. Let's go. <laughs> how, yeah. how old was he? Jews, Jews can't be racist. It's a common misconception. Uh, oh, this dude's so racist. He's so old. Cheers. We hardly knew this old racist. Hilarious, man. R.I.P. Jackie Mason. Yummy. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, through the, got the NBA Finals, got the fucking Bismarck Key. We watched uh, Wizard People. With our pal Christian, this came up maybe a few months ago on the podcast. How the our homie from Texas, who yes, we've we met, um, just a quick fan shout out section before we jump ahead. Uh, he, the first gift we ever got in the the PO box has ran its course. We opened it; it was open for years, and it's closed right now. And we'll reopen it somewhere else soon. But the first guy to send something was Christian with the fucking flash drive. With a comedy dub movie thing called Wizard People. And we were like, oh, of course. We never watched 64 it. 64-gig flash drive with one film on it. The only film that mattered, you know. And it, uh, we just never watched it. And at a certain point, it's like, we're the assholes. You know, hold on. I'm the chucklehead. <laughs> it's like, all right, we had enough time to at least, you know, it's a fan gift. So it maybe it was for a, for a divine intervention or like for a, a higher purpose. We end up back in Austin and we have a like a perfect... Uh, free time window where we just got to go to Christian's house and we all watched it as a big gang together. So check it off the fucking TPS reports podcast bucket list of things. We still <laughs> owe you the fans. Um, but yeah, shout out Skylar and Christian. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I did fingerboard through much of it. I can't sit still for two and a half hours without trying to hit a few slappers, dude. Christian had the 3d printed <coughs> mini ramp in a fucking like picnic or not a, you know, like a flower bed rail thing. Very intrigued by the 3D printing of skateboard uh, park shit. Maybe that's the next logical investment for Acumental is a 3D printer. Oh, shit, yeah. Got a lot of clips on the road and a lot of street clips. What about fingerboards? Can you, you can, can't you 3D print your own fingerboard if you can do a ramp? But like, you can't, you can't 3D print real wood, right? Cause that, like, that's what's great about these yeah, fingerboards is that which is the good ones they actually make out of wood. Uh, nobody cares you know what? about this. <laughs> a quality product, a quality product takes quality production, and uh, all convenience aside, I want quality production for my fingerboards. Uh, and I want some run of the mill. One more quick fan. Print shout it out. off in five minutes. Let's see if I can even find it. Who? Fuck. Swiggy? I, yeah, dude. I had to shout out can Swiggy. Can I shout out Swiggy if that's not who you're going <laughs> to shout was out? It <laughs> was Big God's Algorithm in Austin because um, we were talking. We were checking in at the venue in Austin, and like somehow it came up with us and Ben Buck and the and the crew. It came up like how some fans, like they'll get drunk or whatever. Basically, they'll like uh, heckle you during your set, or they'll be screaming at the opener 
the headliner's name. And we were like, yo, there's this this fan of ours, Swiggy, who has a, we have a clip on our Instagram. And we were basically we told the story of how he would for UBI tour, and he was just like Palmer Squares, Palmer Squares. He's just like every song in between, he would yell front row Palmer Squares at, at the headliner. We had already like, played. We we appreciate your fanhood, but it, it does make us like feel uncomfortable when we have to talk to the headliner, you know, later that night. But Swiggy's the go, classic. We have to fucking spend the next month on the road <laughs> with this headliner. You're kind of fucking up our. So so Swiggy. Like and even after the fact, like I, I I don't know if I can find it right now, but uh, he's just like in the face of Joey Cool and UBI, just like Palmer Square's only reason I'm here. Never even heard of the other acts. Wouldn't be here if like just like really beating that dead horse. Um, so and then you know Joey Cool fucking spouted off in the van about it. It was a funny video. Uh, so anyways, we told that story when we were sound checking in Austin. And then a mere like hour or two later, we're sitting at a booth at the venue and fucking Swiggy walks up and uh, he actually messaged earlier. Like uh, I must have, I just forgot it was later in the tour, but weeks ago he hit us up and was like, I moved to Austin now. I'm going to try and catch your show. I read that. I think I even responded and then I forgot. And so it was just so, it was such a God algorithm to me. Like we just, he walked up and I swear, I, I go, we were just talking about you. Like I haven't seen you in three years, but uh I swear we were just talking about you. <laughs> and I swear to God, he went uh, he went and yelled, Palm Squares, during Ben Buck, uh, Buck set, for sure. The only reason why I'm here. <laughs> Yo, man, Palm Squares dope as fuck. The only reason why I'm here. Never even heard of the other acts. I'm like, man, who was the opener, though, man? Hilarious. Never even heard of the other acts. And it's Jenny. So and we goofed, no, like, I love Swiggy. the day after or something, I goofed on how it's such a thin line. It's such a thin line that something like fans can walk. Like there were people that kind of that we encountered many on this trip, and like there's no hard feelings for me personally, anyways. But like people get drunk, man, and they sort of get annoying, and like they don't re- they literally like blackout. We talked to like blackout people, and when you're sober, not sober, but like was- you're not blackout, you know you're talking to a blackout guy who keeps saying the same thing over and over because they don't realize like they're out of their mind. It's like it, it gets annoying. I'm only gonna give you so much leeway, yeah. for coming to my show. Right. Um, but like that, that's not what Swiggy did. But it, it, it's like the same category of potentially like, all right, you're just doing a little too much. However, we love Swiggy. Like he, I get excited when I see him at shows now. And it's almost like. I don't think Swiggy's. <laughs> I don't think anytime we see Swiggy that he's blacking out drunk either. No, no, I think absolutely that's just not. Just his personality. But I forget the alcohol in the. For most other people to like do anything maybe more obnoxious, it's usually a booze issue. Swiggy was just like excited usually. to see us. <laughs> but either way, like. It could he could have fallen in the like that's all right easy dude you're being a little but somehow no he's just so fucking I love him I, I love that he was in there's Austin something there's something so endearing about the man uh, perhaps it's his laugh yeah um, <laughs> I, I mean it's listening. his laugh it's his personality it's it's many things there's something just totally endearing about Swiggy you're saying Swiggy he sounds like you're not you know. Like a foley artist for a movie overdub, like walking through gravel pit. <laughs> you know, I always like say his laugh faucet. sounds like a spoon that got caught in the garbage disposal. <laughs> it's so great. Um, but no, he—I guess he started doing comedy in the last year or two, and he's out there. And uh, 
we were hanging at the Creek in the Cave, which was right across the street from where we performed in Austin. Afterwards, um, oh, shout yeah. out Clay, uh, the door shout guy. Shout out Clay. Got us, you know, just kind of let us in. And even after they had closed, there was still like uh, folks for that I recognized from Kill Tony and stuff, like comics that I've recognized as being in the Austin scene, just because right. I'm a comic that, nerd. Um, the Amish guy. Uh, yeah. Amish guy was hanging uh, out. His name's Ridge Hirschberger. I know that just because I saw him on Kill Tony <laughs> a couple times. And it's memorable. And uh, the the new regular, Hans Kim, you know, spoke to him for a minute. Hans Kim We were was talking to the out. guys that headlined the creek that night. We're just big comedy nerds, so it was very cool for Clay to like, he's like, just get the fuck in here. They were already closed up for the night, and we were just out back. I was hammered. Um, but I was just having such a great time uh, in the in the comic circle. And uh, yeah, Austin was was absolutely the highlight of the. Whole we spent show. the most time the there, show. but e- even the show, it was probably the highlight show. It's also where Ben Bucks is from, just, and it was his yeah. album release. So all of that factored into I a just really mean that great night. night. Yeah. Um, but all the fans were great, even even the annoying ones. Like I'm so grateful. I, I, honestly, I get to a point where I just no, I hope they get home safe. I'm like, ah, Jesus, this guy's getting <laughs> kind of like Truth. risky. But you're you're forgetting. Uh, so we went to hang out at the Creek in the Cave with Clay, who's the man, <clears throat> and, uh, Swiggy had told me earlier in the night, uh, that he had done open mics at the Creek in the Cave, and he said that somebody, uh, that, uh, because he's an open micer, he gets let in for free there all the time. So as we're talking to Clay, I'm like, you gotta know this dude, Swiggy, if he said he comes by here. <clears throat> And I explained to him who Swiggy is. And before I'm even halfway through explaining to, who, to him who Swiggy is, he's like, I know who you're talking about. And just like when you were talking about him at the show, and he shows up. Then, he, ears are then he shows up at the creek in the cave. <laughs> a minute later. Robert somebody say Swiggy? Yeah, dude. dude, he walk, He gets, He has a, like a Kramer-like entrance. He's just like, right when you're like hoping he shows up, he does. It's like a genie in a bottle. <laughs> what? What? What the fuck are you bitches babbling about? All right, we should move on to. Um, we we took a week off. I feel like Term is probably stewing with things he'd like to recommend. And you know what? I got a, I got my weed. I got my bang out. I might have to get a little highly for these recommendations. By the way, um, careful with the. I don't know how you plan to play anything, but it might not sound great. Yeah, I don't know how how I'm gonna go about this. I'm just just. Just flow, man. Here's the song. <laughs> alright, alright. Highly recommended. Just let it flow, dude. Just like ooze. Recommendation. This sounds terrible. You blew it! No, no. No, I'm sorry. That's not right. No. <laughs> sorry. I'm gonna try and guess who this is. I should know Only this. you can bring back the good old days. It's the Beatles. Let's hear it again <laughs> for a long lost friend. Is it the Beatles? The fact that I have to ask. Is it the Kings? This week's. Highly recommended. Is it the Kegels? Album. Is it the Kegels? It's love. What? They ripped off the Beatles. <laughs> Whoa! Watch your mic. Hot mic. My mic. My mic. <laughs> 
Stay up, motherfucker. To relax your mind now that we are oh, wait, I didn't two even get of my a highlight. kind, my friend. All we are is two of a kind. All right, I can't have the music bed this week, but this week's highly recommended album comes from none other than Love. It is the album For Sale by the legendary 60s group fronted by Arthur Lee. <coughs> Yo. Do, 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 do. Yo. Arthur Lee. I mean, I don't want to step all over the Arthur love Lee. wreck, but what was that King song that I that I liked on the road? Remember, I remember I asked you what that oh, song was. Oh, Picture was. Book. Picture Book. Should have recommended that, bro. Go on. Picture of your mama. That song rules. Taken by your papa a long time <laughs> it's been stuck ago. stuck in my head, but I, That's not it I didn't week. remember what I, I just needed for me. Like, I was like, what the? I don't remember his answer. And I won't remember this answer. Picture book. Picture book. Say it three times. Picture book. Picture okay. book's a great song, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We are talking about love. Um, right. My bad. Love has, uh, love has always been kind of like a obscure like background san francisco 60s band um jim morrison always said that the album forever changes was his favorite album of all time i'm pretty sure Jimi hendrix had always said that arthur lee was a huge influence on him in terms of guitar work um i love i love love (laughs) and uh i would have to say they have a lot of great albums, but of all their albums, For Sale is my favorite. It's not For Sale like a sign on a car that someone wants to get rid of. It's For Ale, it's, like beer, like like it's uh, heavy, no, it's you, powerful. In, um, no, you, you were close. It's For, like the number four, oh, and then Sail, like, like, a a, boat. like a sailboat. Like Lil Yachty. Yeah, I get it. For Sale. Great album, your friend of mine. Great, great song. Singing cowboy, great song. Robert Montgomery, woo! Great song. Uh, always, always see your face. Great song. I would have to say my favorite song of the whole album. Talking in my sleep. Talking in my sleep. I think I'm gonna have to down, down, down. Listen to that sick drum break. Damn. Uh, yeah. It's unfortunate that I have to do this album over Zoom, where I can't properly connect the audio. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta hold my phone up to the mic. No good. But, um, yeah, Talking in My Sleep is such a good fucking song. Uh, recently, Nate Kiz hit me up on Instagram. He showed me that he bought this album on vinyl. I told him, crazy good find. Uh, Talking in My Sleep has some really cool drum break samples. Uh, Singing Cowboy is a gem. I don't know what else to say. It's a good fucking album. The man's speechless. I mean, he gave a speech, but now 
He's speechless. I am without speech. Fuck yeah. Next week, though, you should do the Kings. Spoiler alert. But, um, you know. <laughs> Love we is good and all, but, you know, more. next week, though? What's up? Are you taking Hello? a call? Who's this? Hello. Is this Grandpa? Your headphones are still on. I thought it could have been CVS with oh. the test results. Anyway. Different results? I thought we were just kidding. It's negative. We were just we mixed you up. I was just fooling y'all. No, it's 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 for real. You ever <clears throat> watch the suds <laughs> crawl down the crack of a man's ass? Oh boy. Did you say crawl? It's been a long time since we've done one of these. The zoomer. <laughs> oh, there's one thing. Um, I, we got fan questions. We're gonna get to that too. Obviously, but there's something I saw while we were on the road, and I sent it. Um, Did you ever see the suds roll down the crack of a man's ass? I sent this to to myself. Um, but anyways, I was just like, I was enamored uh, at this tweet I saw. How did I even discover this? This was, um, I was looking at Twitter. Spent a lot of extra time on my Oh, phone. something was trending. Yeah, exactly. I'll look at like, you know, the trend of the day, see what people are talking about while I'm just sitting shotgun in terms of driving. You know, I'm kind of bored. You know, long drive. So I'm sitting there, and the word nugget is trending, or nuggets. And I was like, there was a lot of NBA news. That's kind of what my algorithm feeds me. It knows I want to like... So I was. I was like, what is the... They get a new coach, or they go... But what's happening? And it was like, some of it was about that, but what happens is any word with nugget in it sort of gets filtered into the trending scroll. Like, Rose is often trending, and I want to see what's up with Derek Rose. But there's also like a dude in like, like in BTS or another K-pop group named Rose Could or Rose, be, and they uh, like it's always filtered in. Rose Nama Yunus. Exactly. So I'm looking at Nugget. Conquered communism. <laughs> I'm here. I'm gonna share my screen um, just in case. Let me see if I can do this. Share because I want you to be able to also make sure you see. This was this was in it. It's just by some just somebody, just some lady, right? Her, her name. Her, it's not some lady. It's Charlie. It's Girl. Charlie Girl. So it's just some lady, and um, it's a picture of an airplane with like clearly the. Th- wait 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 okay. wait. Okay. Charlie Girl defines herself as. Oh my God! Look extra at her. Sassy and a little smartassy. Vaccinated, sober life, BLM. You forgot. D- nerdy. Dirty and a little nerdy. Hey. <laughs> Dirty and a little nerdy. Vaccinated. What does PNW mean? Hashtag uh, Pacific oh, Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Uh, she's yeah. Okay. She's definitely very liberal. Um, vaccinated. Hashtag resist. It's funny. It's like you could resist the vaccine like term. <laughs> what do you? Hashtag resist. Vaccinated. Hashtag sober life. Hashtag BLM. Anyways, that's her like her little bio. Isn't resist like a? Isn't resist a Trump thing? I think you could stop resisting. He lost. Yeah. That's what they tell you. Stop resisting. Um, so here's a photo on this lady's, <laughs> whoever this lady is. It's a picture of her on an airplane, and she's taking a picture of other people. It's a, a, a mom and her kid. The kid looks to be maybe like, he's wearing sunglasses and his hat's on. He's probably like asleep, you know? He looks asleep. Like people sleep he's on. Sleeping. He's sleeping on a plane. And uh, <laughs> so she takes a picture of this, and the caption is, this little shit nugget thought he was so cool not wearing a mask. And the kid, by the way, the, First of the all, mom's mask is, is on, mask. and he's wearing a mask, but it's not over his nose. It's, it's down a little bit. Still wearing it. Right. 
but it says this little shit nugget thought he was so cool. This is a grown woman, by the way. This is like, you know, a lady. Yeah, she's a, a mom of two teenage boys. The kid looks to be, from what I can tell behind the glasses and the mask, which is covering like his mouth. I can't see. But he looks like he's a teenager. He's in high school. He's probably 15, 17. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, mom, mask on him. Um, it's under his chin. It's, yeah, it's uh, just over his mouth. So... That's the tweet. That's just, and I honestly, I, I'm like, I, it just caught my eye. And I look at it like, is this like the kid's sister? Like, like are they related? Cause, and she's being a goof. Like, look at this little shit nugget or something. Like, this can't be somebody seriously, like, making a big stink, taking a kid, a picture of a kid asleep on a plane. That is like half the seats are full. It looks like they're either boarding or deplaning. Um, but whatever. That's also, the, I just want to point out that her profile says vaccinated. Oh, yeah, I covered that. She's so proud of having been vaccinated, it's in her profile. Right. Well, honestly... But this kid with a mask below his nose... <laughs> it's hard, you know, as you're triggering. home with, with COVID with no sense of smell. <laughs> it's just like, you don't have to wear it on your, like, a badge of honor. Vaccinated or not, you don't have to wear it like a badge of honor. But, like, at this point, like, you know, you're, you're sick. I'd rather not be sick. <laughs> She's freaking out that this kid... Look... If this is if this though is the indicator, this ain't worth staying home for a year. I'm fine. Right. But that uh, you that's it's, the it's, thing. It's, You've said forever that your your immune system will be fine, but it will be cuz you're relatively young and healthy. It's just don't hang out with your fucking grandparents and stuff, you know? It's Right. You got to do that. You got to at least point, know though, that if you have it, do you do you still go to like the the CVS without a mask knowing you have it? No, I'm staying home. But you had to go out to get a, uh, my, a, a test or something. Yeah, but they have it. They have it set up when you get a test. I mean, if you're somebody, so I got the the rapid test. Just answer the question. You don't go like, in places maskless knowing you have it, right? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Just making sure. Um, I went to the store the other day to get like medicine before I got my diagnosis, but uh, I need I need the medicine. <laughs> right. My my point about this lady is she's so proud to be putting vaccinated in her profile, yet she's making such a stink about this kid who has a mask pulled down past his nose. If if you have if you had confidence in the vaccine, I I don't think that you would make such a big deal about this kid with his mask down past. Well, that's his the nose. thing, and I got like, and I'm only speaking from experience, and I know we're just becoming like the odd couple of our fucking podcast. It's like in my experience, just specifically this week, like. I'm glad that I was vaccinated. I feel like my luck is so shit terrible. We know this. It's always the dark cloud over me. And I was just like, I just didn't want yeah, to be hates getting you. sick. So like, I feel like I should have got it. We were hang- I played in San Antonio too. We smoked bowls all the way home. We were fucking eating gas station pizza. So I'm like, something probably ha- helped me. I would never put it in my bio, right? I would never like take a picture of somebody with like half a mask. I'm on your side. But also... It's f- you could have, yeah. You could have taken a picture of me driving the car and been like, "Look at this little shit nugget." Exactly. Look at this shit nugget. Um, so the replies are what you need to make sure you see too. Oh, and she replied to her own tweet there, Charlie girl here, and says, "That's his mom next to him, and she reeked of MAGA." Okay, so that no, it says she reeked off MAGA. Reeked off MAGA. Fucking idiot. And then so and then and then here come the grown adults like with gray hair on Twitter responding. This is the thread, and. I'm, spoiler alert, it's not a lot of people like, just leave the kid alone. 
It's not a lot of that. Here's this guy. Was he even awake? Charlie, of course not. Charlie girl. Yes. He was talking to his mom and looked right at me. We were deplaning. I think he's the one who was coughing behind me, but it was cropy, not dry. I don't know what that means. And then someone says, what does that even mean? Someone says, are you vaccinated? She goes, yes. Cropy? And then a lot of this, this is the worst part. This guy goes like, So why do you nugget. care? Shit nugget with emojis, laugh emojis. You win trophy emoji. You know, and then the Charlie girl claims it, goes, it just came to me. Shit nugget. Everybody, that's, that's half just... of these is people going like, where did you come up with that? Shit, I'm gonna, that's, that's great. Um, By uh, far the most annoying part of this whole thread is the people who are enamored at the words shit nugget. (laughs) Here's another guy. But those super badass sunglasses will help ward off anything, especially pussy. That's a grown man shitting on the kid who's wearing shades probably that's half asleep on a plane. With no one around him. The first three seats in front of him are empty. Um, He could be vaccinated. You fucking have no idea. Uh, here's another one. No idea. Here's another one. I would have pulled my mask down and coughed on him. Just saying, I'm fully vaccinated, but still wear my masks. And then Charlie Girl, I, I gave him stink eye. It says, I have him. No, stink again, eye. she screwed up. <laughs> again, yep. she screwed up. Charlie and Girl wrote, is I not have him stink eye. the brightest crayon in the box. Um, here's another guy. Wait, but can, can I you, use shit I, nugget? I don't, hold on. That's I like, like uh, that. Okay, let's Isn't back it coughing up. <laughs> on somebody... Isn't coughing on somebody during a pandemic seen as like, like deplorable behavior? Absolutely. Like probably worse behavior than being asleep and your mask fell down a little under your nose. <laughs> it's like a worse behavior. Like, Would- I don't know. Even even regardless of a pandemic, if somebody's response was to cough on me, I would fucking stick them in the face so hard. Here's another one. I would have gone to the toilet on the way. I would have mentioned to the attendant. There's a hashtag Peckerwood in aisle 14 not wearing gotta his hash- mask. Gotta hashtag Could you please it. enforce the required mandate, please? Um, and then Charlie Girl says, even we, she we says, were deplaning. Yeah, she had to she shut that one down. So even even she kind of admits that there's nothing to be bent out of shape about. It's just, To post the photo alone we getting, is like, it's mind-boggling to me. I think we that's getting like, off the plane. It's, it's she, like, I was, I, when I pulled this up this week, it's been over a week since I sent this to myself. It's like, I thought it would have been taken down. I was like, this is such a bad look. This lady probably took this post down. Here's another like reply from an old looking woman broadcasting quote. I'm a stupid jerk. Ooh, burn. Wow. She got him. Sick burn. <laughs> um, uh, here's another one shaking my head. Hopefully they were on that flight with the guy who had monkey pox. Okay. Um, what does that even mean? The fucking dumb bitch who posted this was on the flight with the guy who had monkey pox then. Another lady whose account name is watching the implosion of the Republican Party says, shit nugget for sure. Like, what is going on? I love how she, um, <laughs> how in that, in that awesome uh, Twitter handle, so many words. She she called the Republicans con men. Yeah. By the way, she spelled Republican. I'd like to think we're a bit of wordsmiths, lyricists. So, you know, I respect. I it almost went over my I head. It's very the clever. Shit out of that. It's very clever. Um. Okay, so here's one. Here's one person saying uh, he appears to be sleeping. Maybe it fell down. Who gives a crap? Thank you. Like one person finally in that. Next person. I flew from Texas to D.C. recently. Number of people without masks or uncovered noses in the airports on the plane was, all caps, shocking. Boo on the airlines and airports for not enforcing mask rules. Boo! Boo! 
Rubbish! Filth! Slime! Um, did the flight attendant say anything? Holy cow, I was on a flight and the attendants were policing to make sure masks were over noses. I thought they were going to take one guy off the plane because he was talking back. Same. It was Delta Pilot also told us, open vents all the way more air circulation, the better. It's like, what are we fucking talking about? More, more no adults idea. making fun of the kid wearing sunglasses. And then and here's this old man. Look at, the, look at Michael inside the plane trying to be cool. And this guy who looks 50 at least has emojis of a mask, a rainbow, and a puppy dog as his fucking... Uh, who's trying to be cool? It's unbelievable. <sighs> Not him. Uh, here's another one. Shit nugget. Ha 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 ha. They love shit nugget. It's so original and funny. No one's ever said that. This guy says, there's always one. Um, here's one. Little bleep. <laughs> they quoted it. This is what little bleep. adults say on oh Twitter. Oh my God, that makes little, me sick. Little quote bleep. <laughs> How dare I say like shit nugget. <laughs> Though after hearing about and even watching all the hell there's a, there's that flight a lot of crews have had to go through. Out. Oh, sorry. What? So there's a lot of words that get bleeped out. I like I like to think of like the worst one. Yeah, he called I know, I know which one you're thinking. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> here's this old guy. I would have made a stink. I bet you would have. Uh, here's this guy. Hashtag disease vector. Uh, here's someone else. I'm now using what? shit nugget as part of my vocab. Mm-hmm. Here's someone else. Looks like a federal fine to me. It's clearly rich, spoiled kid. Well, comma looks like. Uh, Clearly, here's someone else. What did his mask say? I love Could how you people tell? think that like mask hole. <laughs> that one's really clever too. Can I use that mask hole? Did, did it, it just came to me? When when you when you really look at the Republican Party in terms of like voter base, yeah, they're they're usually like mostly lower class, like working class. I don't understand, like, what gives the people, just because this kid has a mask pulled down past his nose, what gives them the idea that he's a spoiled It's such a, like, non... Like, if someone were pulling their mask down and coughing on people and saying, fuck you, fuck the vaccine, fuck coronavirus, fuck Delta Air, it would be like, get this maniac off the flight. But the here's another one. Puts everyone at risk. So privileged. He's like, he's a kid asleep and he's wearing a mask like almost it's at 80 percent and this is this is what like uh this is one thing that having covid right now really annoys me is that having covid right now i know that for the past year and a half i haven't had it at any point zero points um i'm not asymptomatic i show symptoms when i have it so the past year just like this kid I could be getting judged and ostracized for having a mask pulled down past my nose, even if it's on my face, when I know for a fact I don't carry the fucking virus and these people are treating me like a piece of shit. Right. Just, well, it's now you irritating. do, though, so... Um, what do I got here? Um, no. Um, you blew it! Hey, that'll have to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'll have to excuse... Nope. It's just... <laughs> Uh, here's another one. I can smell the Axe cologne from here. It's like they're just bullying a kid. This is what this turns into. They're just bullying some teenager. Give him the evil eye for me. Uh, I was on a flight in April when the 20-year-old next to me kept taking his mask off and the flight attendant would ask him to put it on. Wow, Whoa. good story, <laughs> you don't fucking say. homo. 
I was in the bank on Wednesday, and there was also a line. Um, <laughs> that was that old lady. <laughs> um, there's always one, isn't there? Love the term shit nugget. I'm calling my 20-something kids that from now on. Thumbs up, crying, laughing emojis. Oh, man. It's like, it just goes on. I, I, I guess I can stop. Uh, here's my favorite one, though. We'll end on this one. COVID has a plan for him. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. You're just, like, they're just wishing death on the kid with no That's one sitting thing. in front of him. These, uh, with a mask these on. These people who always, uh, you know, it always comes from one side of the political aisle, though, but who always tend to have this, like, fucking condescending morality about them. And it's like, bro, when it comes down to it, you wish that anyone who doesn't follow the same rules you follow fucking dies. What kind of morality is that yeah, to hold just, over somebody's It's very head? extreme. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're a piece of shit just like the people that you call a piece of shit. Oh, I mean, excuse me, a shit nugget. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. And, and, and that's totally, I would have to say, the most upsetting part of all of this thread is the people who treat shit nugget like it's a fucking work of... Like a fucking original yeah. masterpiece. They're asking her, insult. like, how did she come up with it? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just on fire. <laughs> COVID has a plan for this. She, she used to root against fucking uh, Owen Hart back in the day, bro. Remember? <laughs> I, used to, I used to call Owen Hart a nugget. Ah, uh, well, that's when Owen that. Hart I died. Just... Yeah. I think I told you when Owen Hart died. Uh, I was watching live with my brothers. Oh my god, that's horrible! I was chanting. <laughs> I was chanting nugget, 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 because that's what people would chant when Owen yeah. Hart would come out, and it's it was a shit nugget. <clears throat> anyway, his last match, he came in uh, in a pay per view event, like on a fucking like a wire coming down from the ceiling. The wire snapped, and he fell all the way from the, the roof of the arena into the ring and died. Yep. And I was watching it live with my brothers. They didn't show it live. It, from what I remember, uh, the cameraman like cut to his own sneaker, uh, and then they cut away, and JR was like, Oh, my God! Oh, my God! What uh, are those? But, remember that? <laughs> but that night... <laughs> yes, I do. But that night, my brothers were like... Uh, my older brothers convinced me that me chanting Nugget is what killed Owen Hart. Damn. And I got so guilty, I threw up. I threw up out of the guilt. And my mom had to come, like, rub my back and tell me, like, you didn't kill him, son. You should start a Me Too movement for, like, youngest child, you know, older brother bullying and be like, this is what they did to me. I'm not oh, trying was, to downplay the Me Too movement, but my older you could probably pull it off. You could probably get your brothers thrown in jail just for that story if you ever wanted to. My point is that I've been calling people shit nuggets since I was in like fifth grade. Right. This lady ain't shit. And then everybody else, they're like, they all have gray hair and they're like, those are some fugly shades. It's like, what are you doing? Don't you have your own kids? You're just like, I don't know. I, I don't, I guess maybe when I'm 60, I'll still be talking shit to nobody. Maybe. <laughs> it's like, get over it. Uh, yeah, like I couldn't believe it. I was like no, looking was, like this, this isn't a real post. We said before and this it's very real. This pandemic has given people 
what they feel is like carte blanche to be ridiculous cunts to total strangers who aren't living their lives by exactly every standard that 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 person is ridiculous completely ridiculous right um but yeah, I, I just I had to air that one out. Let's see. Uh, we can do some fan questions. Sorry, I, I, shit nugget. I got so many links. All this things going all bluey on me. Yeah, boy. Both got our beaker bongs. Real quick, wanted to shout out Cat and uh, the Groove Groovy Groovy Cat Dispensary in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, sure. Hooking up the Chocolope Kush. Hell yeah, you still got some of that. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing that like the more we uh, are able to tour and shit, like we know people in cities, whether they're just friends or fans or family. That's uh, a lot of that. It's cool to be able to like I got to hang out with my girlfriend's folks who live in Austin. We went there and had lunch, and hung out for an afternoon. Uh, my sister from Tulsa, you know, Kat, who was uh, managing the UBI tour with us from Tulsa and books us out there now. So. We uh we get to link with all these people and specifically now it's it's been you know it's like two years or more for most of these people uh, as far as us having seen them it was it was a good time worth the Rona risk quite frankly you know worth the Rona copping if you ask me yeah um let's do a fan question here. All right, I got some shit to say, so listen here, gay boys. Term, you are the fucking walking embodiment of a gas station pizza. I've never seen a greasier <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I choked. It's also your show. I just wanted to say you suck, Term. You need an ego check. You rap like a 12-year-old from Portland who just found out about conspiracy theories, and you have for a decade. Eck. Clearly more talented. Matt. I swear to God, I did not listen to this in advance, and I didn't. This was not. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a, a, a personal attack. I did. I not don't understand know this. the Portland part. Does a twelve-year-old from Portland rap different than a twelve-year-old from Sacramento? Yeah, I guess it's worse. I don't. I guess it's worse than wherever you're from. So I mean, I guess he's so. really putting you down. <laughs> um, there's a little more. Look, look. Sorry. Somebody's feelings are hurt. <laughs> That they're a fucking garbage person who eats garbage food from garbage establishments. Go like on, Waffle House, voice. Cracker Barrel, and Casey's. <laughs> it's like our diet <laughs> yes. of last week. And there was some like Rudy's in there and a lot of heavy bullshit. Yeah, Rudy's is... Rudy's ain't even a it gas station. That's what great. I was telling you when we went to Rudy's. Right, Rudy's is technically the a gas, gas station where they have great barbecue. No, no, no. At Rudy's, the gas is what the pizza is at Casey's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They throw the gas in as like an extra, just like Casey's throws the pizza right. in as Casey's an extra. Casey's is a gas station that serves pizza, and Rudy's is a barbecue shack that also serves gas to your vehicle while you're there. Yes. It's like it's the add-on. Yes. It's the side dish. Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, this guy. Thematically, bars are perfect. Keep doing what you're doing. Fantastic. You, Terms of weighing you down. Someone's got to say it. Slowing you down. If you did more of these remixes and stayed on the ball like you've been asking to. You know, mm, I'm listening. Maybe it'd be somewhere. <laughs> all right, all right, I got it. <laughs> okay. Look, we're going somewhere. Whenever term is done dying, um, we're going places, baby. You're like you're you're my side dish, baby. 
I'm not. We're not. We're not splitting up, dude. If you want an acumental show, you're getting some term. I say one of these days we do a tour, uh, where like I do a set, then you do a set. That'd be sick. We should. All we have to do now is make our own music <laughs> individually. Right. Or we'll do a set where I'll be your hype man. All right. We need our own music still. Hmm. Oh. Right. Um, right. So what was this guy's point? Did he have a question, or was he just shitting on me? Um. It appears to be just shitting on you. In the in the recap text, okay. it does say, I just wanted to say, you suck term. But me, mathematically, every bar is perfect, talented, keep it up. 100%, <laughs> this voicemail doesn't get left if I don't tell the truth about Casey's general story. So uh. it's just a, some butthurt redneck, and Whoa. I don't care. I rule. <laughs> he drools. Yeah! <laughs> I'm with the next voicemail. What? Uh, here it is. It is your boy, Sean Reedy. I drove 40 minutes to the nearest Casey's to try this pizza. I'm sitting <laughs> in my car. It's all about Shout Casey's. Out Sean Reedy. Played uh, the shows with us in Oklahoma on Square Dance Tour. Uh, I guess he got some Casey's too. Let's it hear about it. It is in my hand. Here is my live reaction. Mmm. 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 I like this. We've got a man mm. in the streets. In the streets, if you will. All right. All right. Like, it's pizza. What are you supposed to do? Oh, my um, God. Oh. No, one more What's little. What's going to happen? It's pizza. Mm. Oh, yeah. This guy's, uh, you know, All right. fucking uh, the pizza. I think this might have been a little overhyped. Take your dick out of the Just pizza. Just a little overhyped. It's not bad. It's not amazing. It's not really even that good, either. Um, yes. It's like something you get out of a food court in the mall. It probably is one step up than regular gas station pizza. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I don't think this is converting any terms on anybody. I don't think any term K's out there are going to be converted to gas station pizza of this. Yeah. Like you guys, and a half or I come from Chicago. Day. This is just kind of average. It's okay. All right. Uh, Eight news. This man tells it like it is. He needs like a sign off. Sean Reedy. In the streets, eight news. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how I felt. Well, we also, if you didn't see the, we had the video on Instagram last week of us eating the piece of pizza, and it was the last piece that was clearly sitting there all morning. Everybody else snatched theirs up real quick, Which and is, it was one piece. This is pretty the, gross. The best possible. Th that's the best thing that we could try though to measure gas station pizza. Mm -hmm. Uh, is for you to get not only Wheel of Death, but the last piece in the Wheel of Death. Right. And I had to share it with Term, who was becoming symptomatic with coronavirus. And honestly, I liked it more than he liked the pizza. And it, he didn't appreciate it because I, I didn't hate means. it. I didn't hate it. Like, it was fine. I didn't it hate it fine. either, but like Sean said, I wanted it all for myself. <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> right. Even yeah, like you... the worst pizza pizza is like, I can chew it and swallow it. And, and be like, it's not mud. It's not a handful of dirt, you know? But when we're, when we're like talking about compared to the highest quality pizza, it's shit. It's fucking whipped together by some kid named fucking Cletus in a gas station in the <laughs> well, middle of nowhere. 
damn, that's that's redneck racist. <laughs> like, even if it were fantastic pizza, like, even if you're a tourist visiting Chicago and it's terrific, like, it, it's still pizza. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm biting into, like, some fine cut of veal that's cooked perfectly and aged or some, like, some, like, insanely rare delicacy it's it's always right, going to be it's, just it's not pizza. some like but it there right, is a spectrum some, uh, some item that takes like a, a certain amount of this ingredient and a certain amount of that ingredient and we screw no it's fucking dough and tomato sauce and bread uh, even the worst pizza is like <laughs> it's still edible um you said uh, speaking is still edible and something about mud in your mouth i just watched this thing on hbo about uh woodstock 99 did you see that uh it's you like know, I saw that they have a thing, thing, and then I I saw um, one of my favorite accounts on social media, Catatonic Youths. Catatonic Youths. Uh, they posted a little, they they posted a little snippet. Clearly, that was Dude, from it. It's and great. I was like, fuck, I think I gotta watch I, this. I, I watched it yesterday. It's great. Um, I sh- I totally should. I was almost gonna text you earlier when you said three, and I had a few hours. I was gonna text you. Is there anything I should watch? Right. And you probably would have responded this, and I, I totally would have watched next it. week. We'll do next week maybe, but either Fuck. way, it's just it's. Who knows if there's something to even talk about? It's just great. And if you if you hadn't if you're not familiar with Woodstock '99, it was like the basically my uh, fourth grade dream lineup, you know, with the Offspring and Limp Biscuit and Corn, like Rage Against the Machine well, and Metallica the, were there. The there's lots of good. Tour. Actually, honestly, I still love Corn, but uh, it was like I, I've like yeah, I think I had the. I knew about Woodstock. I seen the footage. DMX when he died recently, people were sharing his. It's like a pretty iconic. Some of the coolest, some of the coolest shit ever. Um, he's performing in front of half the world. Right, exactly, and it's funny. He's doing a call and response with the N word, and there's like no black people, and they are shouting it back at him. It's great, but yeah, they they do focus on like the golden age. There's like <laughs> MAGA. It reeked of MAGA. <laughs> it was just like. I don't know the inside look at how bad it is, and just like kind of Firefest and uh, what was the other thing? But it's like the guy who coordinated it is such a like non like everybody in the service industry. No accountability. Blames it on the rock stars and literally con man. Literally blames the women that are walking around naked. Kind of like he literally says it's basically partly their fault. If they want to walk around with their tits out, like guys are gonna molest them. Like the guy who runs it is a fucking jack off. but yeah, he's he's like you know it's like Marilyn Manson shouldn't make music like that if they don't want to riot basically. Fred Durst was saying break stuff. It's like that's the name of the song, man. You know you can't blame the artist that you had no protection for people at your event. And then yeah, just spoiler alert, it ends in flames. They just like burn the festival down. It's great. Uh, Woodstock '99. Uh, anyways, fan questions. What do we got here? Yo, what up? Speaking of gas station pizza, uh, my job sometimes has me drive around bumfuck North Carolina, and once you get out into the country, you see a ton of Hunt Brothers pizza at gas stations in North Carolina. I've never had it. It It looks fucking terrible. I refuse to eat gas station pizza, but if y'all are ever touring in the southeast, uh, I think you should make a stop and give us another review. Do we have to do this now as part of our, like gimmick that we have to eat gas this station pizza to make sure our fans are you know I, we we remind them that we're uh, normal people who uh, have a dog shit diet this is your fault i got diarrhea uh, here's another one. Oh, yeah we don't need to do that one here's another one. Oh, 
I got to be honest. I think so. I just organized the first three on the predicted text because I saw they mentioned Casey's Pizza or pizza in like the first sentence, and the next few are because they all seem to be finally people chipping in with some New York shitty puns. Um, yes. <laughs> so we can, we'll end on a few of those. Uh, here's the first one here. New York City puns. Shartlum. The Big Crapple. Shartlum's good. Big Crapple. I, I, that was in my original text at that one. Yeah, you said that. Shatten Island. Greenwich Spillage. Um, that is all. I think he said Shatten Island. I, it, it, Dylan might have said that. Greenwich, Greenwich Spillage. 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 I see what you're doing there. Okay. Um, here's another one. What's up, cocksuckers? This is uh, the star child from Kansas. I got a few New York shitty doo-doo ditties for you. Um, I don't think I'm biting you guys. I can't really remember what you guys said, but number one, Madison Square Sharton. Thought that was decent. Uh, I got <laughs> another it. one. Nobody said that? Rock your smeller plaza. Thought that was kind of good. Rock your smeller plaza. I feel like you just could have said rock a smeller, you know? Like, you didn't sure. even need to take it the articulate route. But no, didn't think of that. Rock your smeller plaza. Hmm, decent. Here's another one that was sent in, uh, I believe, by our, <coughs> our pal. Wait, Char. I think. Uh, what? I got one. <laughs> okay. He said Madison Square Sharton. Yeah. How about uh, the Barclay Colored Center? <laughs> no. Man, you corny! <laughs> clay colored? Like, is this shit... Doesn't clay is, like, light? Like, kind of, like, beige Yeah, sometimes you take clay colored shits. Yeah, sometimes. All right, go on I with the know. next I guess sometimes you shart, you know? <laughs> We're going to split hairs. <laughs> Um, Split here's another hairs. one. Hey, it's your buddy Jav. I heard you guys was in the market for some New York poop puns. And uh, let's see what we got here. First off, we got the Big Crapple. It's all right. Is that it? Scatten Island. Not bad. Scat, scat. Good. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Frankson, not just a fart. It was more than just a fart. No, that was not <laughs> um, That's too close to Poontang. Um, I get it. Shatten Island, Poontang. Old Dirty Ass Turd. Thank <laughs> you. Old Dirty Ass okay. Turd. Yeah! <laughs> cool D crap. Okay. Uh, I wasn't even thinking rappers. Stuff, New York stuff. New Crabbers. York. What was in New York, dude? Jay Z later after I take this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways. So stupid. See you guys. Bye. Oh, we'll see you in Boston, Jarv. Beautiful bastard. Okay, here's um here's something else here. I wasn't oh, even up? thinking that angle, so now now I'm thinking of rappers and artists. My way, like ball game. Frank Sinatra, not just a fart. Maybe it's a uh, my Hershey Highway or something. You know, <laughs> my way or the Hershey Highway. Here's another one. How could you guys not talk about Brownsville, New York? That's actually what it's called, and it's just like a shit joke in itself. 
Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going to Brownsville. Gonna take a big old dump. Also, R.I.P. to the World Turd Center. You guys are faggots. I like it. And I, and Trade Brownsville. Turd. Perfect. I I also like when you don't even have to do the work. You know, it's a, Brownsville. You don't even have to be clever. It's just. I think that's where Mike Tyson's from, isn't it? They did it for you. Um, you read the book. Yeah, I did. That's why I think that. Uh, this is the last one, I think. What's up, guys? I'm Fluke. I'm from New York. Uh, I was out of town for a few days. Just flew back in. I'm over at Lafardia Airport. I live in Manscatton, though, over by uh, Madison Square, Chardon. Man, I love the music here. I'll say probably my favorite album is uh, Ready to Dump by Shitty Draws. Also a big fan of the Pustain clan. Yeah, man, I'm pretty hungry. I think I'm going to go over the Williams Turret Bridge, maybe get something to eat in uh, China Brown or a little shittily. We'll see what's good. <laughs> anyway, see you later. Yes. Yes. Yeah! Way to go out with a bang. Hell yeah. Thank you, everybody. We have a winner. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, I'll get some YouTube comments to read and get the fuck out of here. Term, anything else? You changing your life in any other way than just having to kind of stay home for the greater good now, whether you like it or not? You still you just... No. Are you, are you eating different? Are you door dashing? Are you still cooking good food, but you can't taste it good enough? Uh, I'm Instacarting, and I'm nice. eating a lot of smoothies fruit smoothies it's my jam having covid sounds awesome i love fruit smoothies it's pretty sweet hi well get well soon dude and uh we'll do i'm already fast on my way yeah are you like resting or are you doing that to trying to prove to yourself are you doing push-ups instead just like i'm fine i'm gonna I'm going to get my, like, sick efforts uh, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing both. Uh, a lot of shadow boxing. But, I mean, um, what else is new? You don't need COVID yeah, to walk around trying to throw air punches at everybody. That's just who you, that's you. <laughs> that's not uh, a COVID I have just thing. been tired of just, like, sleeping a bunch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that game. That's kind of what I've been doing, too. Um... Here's a comment on the so long video. Criminally slept on. Uh, term K Jurassic Cipher. Seven years later, and your rap's still hitting. Um, brainwash. Super gay rapping with a shirtless redneck who is Fortnite dancing. Super gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is unfair. Hold on, I gotta share my screen. So you <laughs> oh, that's the best comment. <laughs> Here's. This is um, Hex. Hell yeah, Hex. <laughs> super gay rapping with a shirtless redneck who is Fortnite dancing, comma, space, super gay. <laughs> I'm gay! You want to be gay with me? No! Yeah. Um, brainwash again. See? This is a great. It's a flip side to that guy's coin. Here's another one. Same video. Spitting flames. Keep them coming, squares. So it's either super gay <laughs> or it's flame. I don't know. Flamer, gay. I wasn't. Gay. I was Fortnite dancing like in jest. It was like irony. 
It was a joke. It was a goddamn goof. It was a goof. Uh, the live stream. It's not fair. <coughs> yeah, Term is getting ridiculed today. <coughs> um, thanks for going live on my birthday. Had to work, but you was playing through the speakers all night. Peace and love, Dick Ritchie smooches. Hey, true romance, I, right? Michael Rappaport, true romance, Dick Ritchie. Yes, yes. If that is your real name, sir. Brainwash video again. I take a hit and pick my teeth with paper clip. Fucking feel that, mate. Ew. Does that mean like you, you do? do? You you live like that out there? <coughs> In Australia, I imagine. I'll mate? admit I've picked my tooth. I've I've literally picked my tooth with a paper clip before. Yeah, I, uh, I, I probably have too. I can't say that I I've picked my teeth with like I've tried to use a piece of paper, like. I thought maybe I could, like, just kind of thread a piece of, like, printer paper into the thing in my gum when I had nothing else. <laughs> you got to be real out like of the pokey whole thing, or did you Like, yeah, like, 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 like a paper, like a sliver. like a floss-sized rip? Yeah, probably, like I ripped a little sliver off. But I was trying just to get something to thread out, a little kernel thing stuck. And I had nothing, so I was just like, I have paper. I'm going to go, I'm going to fashion Use the corner of it. Like, downward. Stab it. You don't think I did paper airplane and then use the nose of the uh, aircraft? Um, here's another oh, one shit. on Brainwash. Come back to Edmonton, Alberta and catch me still rocking my No More Jobs tour shirt. Although the signatures have long since faded, yo, we'll come back and re-sign that shit. But I'm pretty sure we can't yet. COVID, Canada, right? Are they chill now? Can we book shows in Canada now? Is that chill now? I don't know. Uh, dip video. Anyone else notice Terms Verse is from Spit Take? Oh, dude, here we go again. You're getting you're in the doghouse, bro. It would always sound so familiar. I finally just put two and two together, LOL. Oh, they didn't say anything negative. Uh, yeah, he's the <laughs> I'm the chucklehead. Acknowledge video. My lordy lord, this is Flames. MC Showcase video. Still the greatest one take in history. And you know what? I'm, and we'll probably just end there because uh, we realized in Austin on our show, which was on July 16th, somebody happened to mention it. Like, we hear that it shows a lot. Like, oh, the first video I ever saw you guys was MC Showcase. Been a fan ever since, that type of thing. It's like a popular video. And uh, I, because all we did last year was like I, I made a little TPS calendar and I was sharing like, oh, this video turns five years old today type posts when we had nothing else going on. Um like I, I'm like I think July 16th, plot thickens, broken language, and MC Showcase uh, came out, and MC Showcase specifically turned 10 years old on the Austin show. So we pulled that one out uh, for old times' sake to celebrate 10 years, baby, and who knows how many more? 10? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then the next comment said, you guys going to be at Skankfest? Yes. One of these other comments that I skipped was about the Skankfest announcement. And, yeah, we're going to be there. So anybody who has Skankfest tickets, we'll see you there uh, in Houston. Skankfest. Uh, a city that we <laughs> – Skankfest. Uh, a city <laughs> that we look forward to visiting better. No, he didn't. Google spelled it wrong. He said it right. Oh, it's a – Okay. Yeah, they changed the format of like this is it's it looks different now when you pull it up. It's still the same misquoting of everything, but 
yeah, Houston, we're going to be back there. And I really do want to try to schedule like a at least a day, maybe two days before we just rush home to do something in Houston that doesn't require a performance necessarily. Like that seems like a, I don't know. I want to do something in Houston before I judge it further because only wet the beak. Didn't, didn't get enough to judge on. And uh, maybe we'll I do something else like in a, Texas I think there's like a, like a NASA thing there. I think you, there's like a NASA museum. Okay. We're going. Uh, Everwild. Tickets on sale now. August 14th in Ohio. Newark, Ohio, to be specific. Um, that's our next show, and we're probably going to be just hanging out and camping out, um, right, in a few weeks. So, uh, yeah, we play 930 on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Other ticket links are going to be on the website soon. God damn. And, uh, you know. Call back in, 708-797-3079, TBS Reports Podcast, at gmail.com. Oh, I didn't, I got locked out of my, my Facebook. I got, my, my Facebook got hacked somehow. Did you figure that um, out? No, I still, it's been two days, going on three, and it's, Shit. there's like, I don't, there's nothing I can do. I don't know what else to do besides wait, because the hacker completely changed all my preferences. It's, it's crazy how easy that was. I was getting the alerts. Oh, like in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m. when I was asleep. So I wake up and I'm look, I see my email and it's like, did, what, did you try to log in from somewhere? And I'm just like, no. And I'm looking then, did, is, is someone's trying to change your password? <laughs> if this isn't you, do the, and then someone changed your password. Someone changed the primary email on your Facebook account. And then it's like, then they had, now the two factor thing is on and I didn't set that up. So I'm completely locked out. I don't know if this is just some hacker data shit, if it's a personal attack. I don't know what's going on, but I can't like, um, I have no connectivity to uh, our Palmer Squares. Like when I when I post something like on Instagram and it goes to, actually it probably does still go to the, the um, our page, but uh, how I do any sort of like social media management for our business. Yeah, I can't do that right now. So who knows? This is a, I was pretty like I was glad that was the worst of my problems recently because I was pissed off for like an hour or two while I tried to get some tech support type shit and realized there's a dead end street there. Um, and I was like, yeah, this doesn't fucking matter. I just I just hope our shit is like not compromised. It's, it's, Nobody wants that. I'm sure they're just stealing my personal data to sell to the dark web yeah, it's or something. Not. Right. That's that's the questionable thing. Is like, what is the motive? Like, what what value is there? In, in your personal account. Are you and kidding? Like, like uh, I've seen enough of those fucking, fucking documentaries. We're the product, you know? We're like the consumer and the product. So our data is valuable. So I'm guessing it's that and not like, I'm going to take over the square yeah, stuff. Yeah, but your profile's no like, one's done that yet. your profile's <laughs> public anyway. All that data is, is there. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't get shit. I just, I don't care. But I was like, if I, it's like a, if it's like some fucking weird personal thing or like someone who knows who you are, it's weird to me it's like what is the well it's so irritating game? because even if it's not somebody who knows who you are i didn't have that enabled on my personal facebook I, like i don't use facebook unless i need to post the fucking brainwash video on the 15th or something you know it's like it's it's how i you know you need to manage your artist page from an extra another page but yeah you try to like fix it and you have to be logged into facebook to do any you know if you want to change your password log into facebook and it's like i can't you know and then if i do get to something where i can try and reset yeah, change it. Here's the old one, the new one. We send you the email. But then it goes, I need an authentication code, too. That's not being sent to me. It's being sent to whatever number or email the fucking uh, hacker has 
reassigned. So I, I have, I'm stuck. Um, so, uh, we'll still put it Terminal post a video on the 15th, you know, but I don't know how to fix this thing. I'm not getting any Fucking help. right. I will. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking like, uh, like I see my Facebook as this annoying thing that I created when I was in high yeah, school. Yeah, I definitely don't miss it. I'm just, it like, I'm worried on a business level right. of like, but it's right. It's like if someone takes it over and then it's like, yep. Hey, wait, that was my thing that I didn't care about. It's weird that I'm like not more easily but, able to, I've like sent my ID, you know, and then I already, I got a response today that basically said the same shit, you know, it's like, thank you for proving you're you just log into Facebook and change your password. I'm like, yeah, I can't. That's why, you know, it's, it's just a big fucking loop. And uh, I can only do that for so long before I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a few days off, try again, still locked out. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, but. Yeah, as long as they don't delete our fucking page, uh, there's people on it. It's page. not even connected. I've already checked. Right. Um, the two, so those I'll, I'll two pages aren't connected anymore. They better not be. Um, I'll have an update next week, you guys. Ecumenal's Facebook hack update. Uh, get some merchandise at spookylanguage.com. I'm sorry, palmersquares.com slash shop. We're going to be putting up some leftover stuff we had from tour uh, very shortly. Obviously, we need term tickets well soon. But then we'll fucking uh, get back to uh, selling you an abundance of leftover tour t-shirts if you'd like them. We got cassette tapes too, and there might be some posters, but we have like a bunch of our um, one take, uh, the one takes we got audios posters, and some Ben Buck music on cassette. Cassettes. We'll put those up real soon, so keep a lookout. And that's about it. And and we got all when we got a whole lot of shirts. A lot of shirts to sell you. Whole lot of shirts. Whole lot of shirts. <laughs> I didn't uh, fuck. I didn't take a note, but we gotta end with um. Uh, the new Ben Buck. You know what I'm saying? Shout out him one more time for real, Ben Buck, and uh, our new pals Pudge and G, and the old pal Skyler, and we just had like um, pretty great time out there. All like goofy customer service bullshit aside, and just being cranky, <laughs> like I want to leave here, but they won't take my money. And what the fuck is happening? Um, no, it was a great trip. It was really be good to be able to just do that again. So thanks to everyone who came out and managed to like make it to our set, hanging out for five hours before we actually go rap. So we tried to perform as right. best we could. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we were getting a little whether fatigued, you, man. I'm feeling a little aging. Whether you uh, remember it or not. Thank you all for coming out. Yeah, that's what's up. This is On Blast uh, by Ox Cutter. That's A-U-X Cutter. Uh, starring the homie Ben Buck. New project. The album release was the uh, Austin show. Definitely a highlight of the tour. So, And he really, you know, he's to, to thank for getting us out there. He had uh, all the hand in setting up a lot of this stuff. So um, appreciate that. We hope we can get back out. Um, do some extra Texas stuff maybe after Skankfest while we're nearby we'll see and in the meantime yeah we got a few shows coming together we'll see you uh, on the road again soon it's been called one Until of the next most time, important archaeological discoveries in Austin's history and it happened right Kill in our downtown all blast attack was wrecking last statement shadow box and bring it back into the basis matter of fact we bring it back into the basement so underground better look out for the Dynamic duo, that's what bucking Nate is Bro, shadow boxing to the mix and left all shaking We rapping like some Looney Tunes, cause we so animated Found a pot of gold and then we threw it in your faces yeah. On the apologetic when we redirect the message It's more eclectic, set them down, wrecking on records Stay tweaking on the settings while we keeping the essence
good look trying to reach me cause I ain't home I told you to watch the tone and now I'm finna watch the throne We're from the music capital, we know the grapple moves, we throw it like a lasso Had the VTX all the way to El Paso, it's the AUX, known to rip and rattle Hit it like a Gatling gun upon the proper run It's all bars, fuck a hood, got a problem with it, turn into a Donnie Brook Gotta look, round the corner where you're on a stood Shook, that's to get his finest look, man your verses ain't time, it's just based on the time it took Ox cutter, we the stunners on the block, coming fresh from out the drop When we cut in the ox, shadow box, cut the call, tie the knot, hit the shot Every time we stop, when we drive up another plot 